Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Troll Talk Podcast. This is episode nine. I'm not in the podcast category. I just realized, but we're going to keep this. Uh, my guest today is none other than what the guest command says. Former pro FPS player turned content creator. I feel like that's the only way I can describe you without actually being an asshole. Shup, how are yeah. you? Yeah, very few people know that. Very interesting, but I'm doing so well. How are you doing, Trolleys? That's I, the real question. I'm actually losing brain cells every single word that you spew. I'm very happy to hear that. I hope by the end of this, you are not able to put together a coherent sentence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's starting Perfect. already. Nice chair, by the way. You have a nice chair. Thank you. You have a nice chair. You have a nice chair. You have a nice, nice chair. chair. But yours is branded. Thanks. Mine is not. So if a company wants to like just slap their logo here, do you want let this me old know. chair? I'm getting a new one. This one smells like my gamer boy sweat all the time. I mean, you sat in it for ten days straight. I would love it. I've had the same chair since sixth grade. You're in seventh grade right now, but that's not it's been a whole much. year. It's been that's a whole a year, bro. Like I, it's a long time. I don't get it. <laughs> but for people that don't know who you are, what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Unfollow Caprice on Poppy. My name is Shup. I'm a full-time content creator. I primarily do just chatting variety content. So instead of sitting here and talking to my cameras like I'm crazy constantly, I do crazy stuff while I do that. Um, I do really, really unique premises on my stream. I try to make everyone different where I dressed up as Bob Ross once and did finger painting, but instead of using my fingers to paint, I used hot dogs and painted portraits of, of hot dogs. I built a marbles on stream track in real life my room. I set up an OBS video game where I can make my viewers fight in Street Fighter. I tried to do everything I can to make each stream a unique premise and engaging to my audience. And I, I try to run it like a TV show. Um, I have about 12 cameras set up around my room that I use a one-handed remote for that I probably threw. Nope, here it is. That I use to control. Um, and yeah, I have a lot of cameras. We do a lot of weird stuff. It's not for everybody. I know that. But um, if you guys like that, feel free to follow. If not, no big deal. But yeah, that's me. That That's Shup. And that's me. one of the things that you mentioned there is you built a marbles on stream. But like actually on stream. You had a whole racetrack in your room and stuff like that. Where the fuck are my Pokemon cards, bro? They shipped out. They're oh, coming. wait, actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. They've been on the way for a couple weeks now. I can't wait to cut them. I, if you cut them, I'm literally gonna cry. Also, Cosmic Eclipse has been in a bunch of boxes lately. Yeah. I um, what what's been going on? Because the prices have not moved for them, but they're like reprinting. I don't know if they're reprinting. They could be with the massive surge in Pokemon product coming out. Compared, like yeah, it was always higher demand over supply, but now the supply is actually outweighing the demand. Stuff yeah. isn't selling out in a minute. Astral Radiance, like, you can still get it retail right now. It's insane. And then there's another set dropping in September that's on pre-order right now. And it, it's it's Giratina on the front. And Gen 4 is literally my favorite generation. Pokemon Platinum is the game I'm playing a Nuzlocke of because it's my favorite Pokemon game. I that's might have to sick. get back into an opening. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be great. Oh. I, I got out of Pokemon a little bit, but I definitely miss it. I um I got the Arceus V box, the oh, one shit. with the Japanese, oh, the originally Japanese exclusive promo. Yeah, and it came with two Cosmic Eclipse packs, which was literally enough to pay back for the box. It was yeah. weird. That's so weird. I mean, I will say Japanese cards are super fucking fun to open. The EV Heroes set that I opened, I got three, oh you opened EV Heroes three booster boxes of it. Oh boy, I had a local seller selling it like just above retail. It was like five dollars above retail. And I'm like, yes, because it was sold out everywhere. Too. But yeah, uh, opened sick. it up, did the box break on stream, because that's usually what I do in my openings. I'll get a couple extra boxes that we can box break. People can buy them. I'll ship it to them. Um, and, yeah, I think in one of the boxes, somebody bought one pack and got the Alt Art Leafy on V. That's like $140. 
Oh, it was oh insane. My gosh. And it was a single pack, and I just wanted to like bend the card in front of him. <laughs> Not actually. <but laughs> I, I, I was happy for him, but I was also jealous as shit. But we can talk about Pokemon all day fucking long. I want to start off letting people know that you're an open book when it comes to your journey. You talk about your four-year journey on Twitch. You just celebrated a subathon with it that we'll be getting into later. But you kind of lied. Yep. I'm a chronic liar. It's a problem. I can't tell the truth anytime, anywhere, no matter what. I believe it. Because your content yeah. creation journey didn't start four years ago. Oh? It started seven years ago on YouTube because you were a hit viral sensation on Roblox Phantom Forces in Minecraft. How did you find that? Like, can you talk to me about your viral sensational videos of Minecraft? You did a high pixel battle. How like... did you find that? I remember I reacted to those on stream back in my Christmas subathon, but you didn't know me then. How did you find that? Like, can, can we just talk about the fact that this face was a viral hit sensation on Minecraft oh, oh and God. Roblox? Like... Della, I hate you. I maybe Della, I don't know. Della I has nothing somebody. to do with this. How did you get that? <laughs> Where did those videos are all privated, I thought. So are are you gonna talk about your Minecraft hit sensational videos that all went viral, obviously, in Phantom Forces? Well, I don't mean to flex on everybody, but I had 86 subscribers. Um I got at one point 126 views on one of my videos. I was an absolute legend. Now it's funny you bring this up because I actually did have a minutely viral video. I made a video um, about being the CEO of Crocs and making grenades with Crocs. And the title was how to turn a Croc into a grenade. And the video got like 27,000 views and then it got taken down for violence. And it was literally a video of me doing the weirdest accent, taking off my Crocs, like just my bare feet on camera, sticking a pen in it and then throwing it at some kid. It hits him in the back of the head and the pen flew out. I would not put that past you either. Like, I feel yeah. like you did that last week just as a skit on stream. The good old days. So when are you going to make the a rocket to a grenade again? 20,000 toy subs. Get me there. I'm like, I mean, you were a couple close. off right now. Yeah, just yeah I, was, I was really close. Yeah, 20,000. I was right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you were top 500 on Twitch overall with sub count at one point. Yeah, yeah that was mind-blowing. Capri, but unfollow him because uh yeah, just, capri. just unfollow capri but capri yeah. pushed you to the 500 mark which was pretty cool that's all the stuff that's happened recently i want to talk about your past to start though like all right this face was a viral How did twitch you get streamer. this or, i sorry, need to go and see YouTube like is it still creator. up publicly how did you find these? I mean, do we even do i really need to pull up the audio of how you sounded in this clip too it's a very good clip this is a pre that's a very very good stream I Hold mean, on. if you really want to know, you still have the video of you reacting to it all up. And I just looked at titles and dates and stuff like that. It was pretty, oh. pretty easy to find. Yeah, because the videos are privated. Yep. Oh, it was on my YouTube. Isn't yep. there? Is that's where the video is? Yep. Oh, my actual new YouTube. <laughs> yep. I mean, this was up for a total of about half a second. And then you clicked off the video because you heard your voice. Yep. And it was I was like, nope, thing. don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> ah, good old days. But can you also... Talk to me about why you transitioned away from Minecraft and Roblox content and kind of went into the streaming path a couple of years later. Because honestly, this face is going to live forever on the channel now as a scared emote through BTTV that you can see in chat. But and everybody can spam it. But um, I hate you. Why, why did you transition your content outside of like Minecraft and Roblox? And realistically, what made you start with that to begin with? Um, 
Well, first off, I don't know if you guys know the name Dream, Tommy in it, Wilbur, any of those big Minecraft names. I was basically bribed off of the platform. I was offered a brand deal of $13.8 million in a video game mm -hmm. in order to stop streaming Minecraft. And at the eight, ripe age of 11 years old, I decided to take that. And that's how I'm able to afford such a luxurious studio like this. I'm right now in a 28,000 foot apartment in a video game in Atlanta. Um, 28,000. I don't know if that's possible. That, but, I, that, um, that's a big ass mansion. Yeah, it's a big ass apartment. I don't oh, know if that's, that's an apartment, apartment or yeah. skyscraper at that point. Um, I, think, I think that's but, close to like the Empire State Building. <laughs> <laughs> but I I never really meant to transition. So when I was younger, um, I've I've always been intrigued by content creation. I was a YouTube kid. I was that iPad kid. I would sit for hours eating Cheetos with my toes curled up behind me um, on my uh, Kindle Fire. Actually, if you know, you know. I started out in a Kindle Fire. Jesus. Um, Good old days. I found it the other day and I broke it with a hammer because I Damn felt like it. It wouldn't turn on. It would have had gold on it if it did turn on, though. I know. I could have had more photos so like this. <laughs> and for people listening on Spotify, make sure to tune into the stream if you want to see the photos we pop up. Anyways. Wish not TV slash trolleys. Tuesday. Um, but I, so was, I was really into content creation and I ended up, I did a lot of little YouTube videos and I actually, oh man. I might be able to give you some ammunition. I had a Musical.ly that I actually tried really hard on. I did some, like, even looking back on it now, as cringy as it is, some of the things I did, I was like, man, I I was dedicated. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, I was just really interested in content creation. It piqued my interest for a long time. So I did some Roblox and Minecraft YouTube videos, but I, being an absolute child, was like, this is too much work. Um, and then little 12-second videos that I could just dance to music came around. And I was like, mmm, nice. <laughs> So I did Musical.ly for a little while. Um, I grew a little bit of a following there. I actually made a lot of friends off of Musical.ly when I was a kid. It was kind of a wholesome experience. Um, never actually once had a bad experience on Musical.ly, which is strange to me looking at what TikTok is nowadays. Um, Cringe, yeah. Every comment section, you can literally get hate crime done. Yep. Um, so it was very interesting growing up on Musical.ly. Um, eventually, when that platform died out, that was probably when I got, when I graduated. Well, I graduated when I went from elementary school to middle school That's and as soon as I hopped into middle homie. school, I know, dude, that was a big ass ceremony. I won a citizenship award for your information. I was a good person. Apparently Not, doubt. Don't know where that went, but doubt. Um, doubt. I can go get it. I have Pressing to scribble my full right name now. though. <laughs> um, but I was really, really into, so after I graduate, no, God, I just used the term graduate again. After I went from elementary school to middle school, I lost a lot of time. But more importantly, I started having battles with mental health really early on. Um, I think the first time I had the feeling that I was depressed and even looking back on it, the first time I was depressed was about sixth grade. Um, that's when that really started rolling in because I'm sure everybody knows in chat, depression does not need to be caused by events. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Um, and I had experienced that at a young age. Um, so I like really lost motivation um, to do a lot of things. I actually, as weird as it sounds, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. I don't know what I did in middle school. I do not remember what I did in my Same. free time. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? How, how, what was I doing? I don't, I don't remember anything. I remember doing my homework and that's about it. Um, everything else was a blur. So I stepped away from content creation there for a little while. And before that, it was like, it was one of those things where it was like a childhood dream, but I wasn't actively pursuing it. Yep. Um, like I, I had the dream of like being a big Musical.ly star when I was a kid, but I'm not like, I'm about to be the biggest person on Musical.ly. Charlie D'Amelio um, who? Exactly. <laughs> I was, I was there before Charlie. She didn't have a Musical.ly. I mean, she also wasn't old enough to, and neither were you, but you just defied the laws of physics. Oh no, no. Musical.ly, you were allowed. Really? 
Yeah, Musical.ly was a, um, the Terms of Service back then was a 7 plus platform. It was really unique. What the? Not common back then. Yeah. They had really, really strict community restrictions. It, a little interesting fact about Musical.ly is the, um, oh, I can't remember what the name of the For the For You page was, but it was actually handpicked videos. So if you were just scrolling randomly, you yeah. wouldn't see other people's videos unless you were following them. Um, they were all handpicked, but there was a huh. connect feature, which is how you found other people. Um, okay. It had a completely different level of discoverability compared to uh, TikTok nowadays. Okay. Um, so I was young on that. But um, so I really gave up in middle school. Um, and then I had the experiences I've spoken about uh, before late in middle school. And then come freshman year of high school, I decided this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I started really pursuing content. Yeah. Um, I really started just going absolutely ham with it. But I was not full time. And more importantly, it was a lot of exploratory things. Um, at the time, I was in a really long-term committed relationship. And unfortunately, due to unforeseen circumstances, that relationship ended up taking more and more of my resources away. Um, and it became incredibly difficult for me to maintain content creation. So as soon as COVID rolled around in 2020, um, I stepped away from content creation for... Well, I got really serious about content creation for that summer. And I actually, ironically enough, streamed Roblox. Um, yep. Built a good amount of following off of that good amount of friends. Um, and then I had to step away um, due to the circumstances in that relationship for about three to four months. Um, but then come that next spring, I went full time. Um, so I started going full time. And then I remember the day that I was like, okay, I am, this is my marker of the day I'm going full time. I think it was June 4th, whenever my subathon was, mm -hmm. which ironically is also the first day I've ever streamed on Twitch. I don't know how those lined up. Um, According to Twitch Tracker, it's missed a lot of your streams. It's funny. Yeah, Twitch Tracker's been interesting, and I think the reason why is I had between seven and eight name changes before I got to Shup. That makes um, sense. And I know that Twitch Tracker's had a lot of issues with name changes. My friend right now, actually, Pascal, um, if you go to his page right now, it's gone. Yeah. He changed his name, and like, there's just no statistics displayed. So. Yeah. Um, no, I get that, because it says your first stream is November 24th, 2018. Yeah. Which is, which is which is weird. Ago, yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't make sense because I was looking through that because I always like to see when people start, and you have one of the longest histories on Twitch compared to most people I talk to, especially for streaming. But with yours, it was more like, okay, here's my first stream, and you had them labeled day one, day two, and then jumps to like day seven, and then it jumps That's to like funny, day fifteen, so it... and then two months later it's at day thirty, and I'm like, you were streaming every day, but why is it day thirty two months later? And oh, that's like funny. So it literally streaming. caused him out. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool that you can see the little blips. Yep. It, it's so ridiculous, though, because it's wrong. It's yeah. missing so many of your streams. But oh, I, I, I kind of pieced two, th like two and two together on a yeah. couple things to figure stuff out. But you saying that Roblox was the first thing you streamed. Twitch Tracker says you streamed Fortnite, Fortnite. for like 50 days yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Fortnite was my first game, but that was before I went full-time. When I went full-time, yeah. Roblox was what I streamed. Yeah. So when I was still experimenting with streaming, I was streaming a good amount of Rob or of Fortnite. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a competitive history in, Ro in Fortnite. Season 3 of the Champions qualifiers, I made it to the finals and was on the big screen. Yep. I had a little teammate back then who, at the time when we met, he was 11 and an absolute demon. I love that kill with my old heart. His name's Sylvanix. Um absolute demon at fortnite and he and i just absolutely pummeled the champions arena for a while um but after i made it to the finals i literally i quit i quit right after i was like i peaked i'm done i swear Jeez. to god you're reading my notes because that's the next thing i had up oh really what did you <laughs> literally. say literally so it's like i wanted to call you out for lying to us about your starting a stream 
right? Mm. And what did you stream at the first couple of months? And it was just straight Fortnite. Because, I mean, I know that you're really fucking good at Fortnite. People are finding out that you're really good because you're playing it on stream now. But something that you and I talked about offline when we played three matches of Fortnite. That's it. You talked about your competitive side of Fortnite and how you were on the main screen or on the main stage and how you were actually like at the level where you could have joined a team and signed on. You could have been the face high sky of like TSM or Luminosity kind of thing. I wanted to ask you why you gave that up. So it was something that I battled with. First off, the, the main thing, the main thing that got in the way was life. Um, at the time, I did not have my priorities straight. Um, I valued my present relationship because um, that was a relationship I had for close to two years. Mm -hmm. um, I valued that above everything else. And, you know, that's love. We all live, live and we learn. Um, but that was one of the that was the biggest inhibitor by far. And um, I just felt like I needed to do more for that person at all times. So that yeah. took away from a lot. Um, also, I was very focused on my GPA. My parents have always been very, very school focused. Um, so I, there was a high level of stress with school there. And then I was also still battling mental health. Um, I would consider myself to have gotten to a great place with my mental. Yeah. I'm pulling myself out of a pretty dark area. Um, in October, no, in December of 2020. Yeah. Um, December of 2020 is when I felt like I really pulled myself out of it. So trying to commit to anything was really, really difficult back then with Fortnite. And also my parents were not super supportive of that at the time. They, they allowed me to do it, but they weren't like, you should do this. Um, and I don't know. I think that as strange as this sounds, I kind of always knew that competitive gaming was just not for me. That's um, and I wish I internalized that when I was younger, because I, as you, I'm sure you will get to, I had a pretty intense um, competitive history in Warzone. Yep. And that was something that I personally wish Former I did not pursue as far as I did. Yeah. Now your I record's wish been absolutely fucking shattered, but for yeah, was world gone, record gone. holder. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I want to talk about, because back in the day when you were a competitive streamer on Fortnite, for your first... Actually, no. Before I say that, you have something in common with somebody who we both enjoy watching. Oh, their name happens to be Della. Oh? You used to be a faceless streamer. <laughs> I actually was for a while. I'm pretty sure one of my streams was face reveal, question mark. 40, uh, day 46. Day 46. Day Della. 46, you revealed your face and laughed friend. at yourself in the recap because you were using a blue snowball as your microphone. The quality looked like you were recording on a potato, and <laughs> it was pointed upwards at you. Like from the bottom of your monitor, and you're just sweating you on Fortnite. Of it? I don't have a screenshot of the face reveal because the, the, all the photos from that video were terrible quality. It would have literally <laughs> looked like I'm going back in time with a photo. But that's very valid. I feel like that's why you get along with, let's say, Della, for example, because as people might know, Della is a faceless streamer. They don't have a face, though. They that's don't the have difference. a face. Yeah, you talked about her whole before we started this podcast. But. <laughs> Yes, for people that don't know, Shop likes talking about Della's hole. Della, I love your hole. There you your go. Your face hole. It's beautiful. That better be quoted and like sent on Twitter or something. But That's a great sub alert. What what made you start as a faceless streamer where you just had a hand cam? I wish I could tell you. Actually, no, I do know. Insecurity. Okay. Um I was a little child at the time. Yeah, that's um, fair. and we all struggle with that when we were younger. Um I was worried about I didn't have a community at the time, but I was just worried about how people were going to perceive me if I did mm -hmm. um, show my face. And I also felt as though it was sort of a marketing scheme as well, um, where I was like, maybe I can make this a goal. 
Um, one thing I actually have done from day one of my stream that I do now is I've always set myself up to progress slowly in order to allow for goals to be possible. Um, I think that's something that's really important for us streamers to do because we're all trying to do our best and just go balls deep in everything we do. But if you take things slow, you can create incentives and goals and things to progress towards. Agreed. Um, if you are constantly trying to progress as far as you can all the time, there's nothing for you and your community to move towards to as a collective. Yep. And I, I stand behind that. Like, I am always vocal about my kind of goals. And it's never best to have just straight number goals. I, I have goals outside of numbers like most people should and do. Um, but in regards to like Twitch goals, I've been vocal about it, like 3k by the end of this month for followers. I'm at like 2960 something now because of your community. Thank you guys for that. Um, but like 3k by the end of June, 5k by the end of the year. Um, they're, they're realistic. I, I'm yeah. a person that I don't overanalyze numbers or anything like that, but we're streamers. I, I, we're we have streamers. to for our living. I hate how much reading numbers is stigmatized. I know. I, I think agree. it's very important not to read numbers when you're live, yep. but when but you're not live, like stream. Yep. There's been so many times where I've looked at my viewer graph and my stream summary and I've seen a big dip and I can identify exactly what happened then. I'm like, I don't want to replicate that. This is big why one, you and I get along. We do breaks. the same fucking thing, shop. Yep. Literally every single night I get that email from Stream Elements. Here's your stream recap. And I look at it and I will look at the chart. I'll be like, okay, maybe I got rated here. Okay. Viewership dropped. What was I doing? Yep. What can I change to, you know, keep people entertained? What What happened here that, you know... I could control because raids you can't control. Other stuff you can't control that might fluctuate your viewer count, like, I don't know, tech issues or whatever the case may be. But maybe I swapped the game and the viewership dropped like five, ten people. Okay, let me see if that happens again. Happens again? Yeah. Okay, now I know people don't like that game, for example. I know people watch me for me, and it's been very vocalized for my community recently. Um, even though it's something that, you know, I, as a streamer I know, but I don't want to accept. Um... At the end of the day, I'm a variety gaming streamer, so I do like to know what games more people are interested in and invested in over others, and right now it seems to be Fortnite because that's what people want me to play after this podcast, but I want it to be Roller Champions. We I love think. Roller Champions. Roller we Champions love Fortnite. so much fun, but what I want to talk to you about is as you were a competitive FPS player, mainly in Fortnite, but then you went into the Warzone side and you played Destiny as well, which... I also have a history in Destiny. What made or what was like that turning point for you where you realized I don't want to be known as a first person shooter gamer? So I think that this is something a lot of people can relate to. I personally believe that the competitive um, gaming environment and community is some of the most is one of the most toxic and darkest corners of the internet agreed um and that's a pretty strong hot take because don't get me wrong they've done some really amazing things oh yeah like um, esports e e is paying people almost at the level of professional uh, professional like football players baseball players some people actually get paid higher to baseball players like yep. that's ridiculous on a yearly salary yep it's 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 stupid but at the same time I can see it, why. It takes so much dedication. I remember when I was practicing and working 16-hour days in order to try and make my team progress and trying to make my personal brand progress at the same time. Like, it was 16-hour days, seven days a week for a pretty extended period of time. That was the strongest grind I've ever had. Um, that was, like, second summer of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, I was... That's when I was on my team. I was actually living up in the mountains with my dad. I wasn't living here. Um, and I was grinding my absolute ass off i remember waking up at the same time every day going to bed at the same time every single day 
and just absolutely dedicating myself to what I was doing. Um, not realizing how I felt about it, not asking myself necessarily how I felt about it, but I personally believe that competitive gaming and a lot of FPS shooter corners are some of the most toxic and dark corners of the internet. Um, and I wanted to grow and develop a community that I want to be surrounded by all the time. Yeah. Um, and I felt that was really, really, really difficult in FPS games, let alone the competitive field. Yeah. Um, it was really, really hard to surround myself with people who are positive. There's no other way to put it. They just weren't my people. It was not like the tribe that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and that's why I made that drastic switch to just chatting is was I, when I was introduced to Hover, when I met Ro Rose, was the first person I met. Rose is the reason why I actually entered NTS. Um, and then when Sorry absolutely just took my stream to the next level, I realized I was like, You're reading my notes again, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> these are the people I'm looking for. Like, these are the people I want to have around me. Yeah. Um, and I moved away from competitive gaming because uh, at first, so Fortnite was just life and mental health. Warzone was the game was dying, in my opinion. Um, it was during the time before Caldera and everything where we were in this kind of like stale rough patch. Yep. And the other thing, drama. My team had an absurd amount of drama like any other esports team, and I was tired of it. It was incredibly depressing environment. Um, and there was great people there. I've made some of my best friends. My leader at the time, Digester, he's somebody who I genuinely still look up to and absolutely adore. But in general, it was an experience that was very taxing on me. Um out of anybody's control um so i decided to leave that and stream variety for a little while and i actually got settled on valorant um yeah. and streamed that uh casually for quite an extended period of time um you had fun with valorant like you you did a bunch of things you played inside a trash can you have some of your most viral clips on all your socials because of valorant and half of which are just skits that you do like oh what you listen to based on your valorant main part one to five and then you re-uploaded it twice like yep. you have some of your most viral videos because of valorant do you think that valorant is something that kind of elevated you to a different level past warzone but not to the level that you're at now so i think valorant definitely did but not the posting on socials there was minimal to no um conversion the only time i really had a lot of conversions if anybody doesn't know my personal tiktok account i don't talk about this on stream just for nda reasons um but i feel comfortable chatting about it a little bit here yeah um i do uh brand management for tiktok for corporations outside of stream in order to diversify my revenue streams because i want to be financially independent at a very young age um and i know that i'm not going to be able to rely on that just from streaming streaming is a variable stream of income so I got into a corporate TikTok management and I personally use my personal TikTok account as a test realm, which is why it has such a diverse type of uh, diverse, um, such a like diverse type of content. There's it's everywhere. And then also the reuploads with those. It's funny. The reuploads with those Valorant theme song series. I was doing three different video formats for each upload. It was MOV, MP4 and then MKV. MKV. Yeah. Yeah. Holy I was doing a three different to test for my clients. Yeah. Um, it's always been a test realm. Um, so I don't think that my TikTok had really any conversions. With that being said, it did get a weird amount of notoriety. Um, I've been recognized multiple times from it. And Della, actually, um, Lydia, who's the one who introduced me to Della. Um, wait, no. Other way around, I think. Della introduced yes. you to Lydia? I think Della introduced me to Lydia. I don't know. That's uh, the, We're all so inseparable. It's very hard to tell. Um, but... Lydia, back in January, before any of this, sent Della one of my TikToks. Um, 
and they realize that. And I've had that experience multiple times now where people are like, wait, I literally shared one of your TikToks to my friends a while ago. Um, this is a cool feeling. I can't lie. But outside of that, there was very minimal conversions. The only time I got a major amount of conversions from TikTok was TikTok Lives. So when I did my Christmas subathon, I did a five-day series uh, documenting it. And I went live after each one. And I got an absurd... If you look at my Twitch tracker graph, my followers, yep. boom, yep. for Chris, that Christmas subathon. Um, so that was very interesting. Actually, even more than this last subathon, followers-wise, I gained much more that last subathon. But that's because I utilized TikTok. I would say that this last subathon was far more successful. But on the followers realm, yeah. this Christmas one was. Well, um, but followers don't matter if they don't come back. It'd I was about to say, you and I them. both know after being in this field for, you know, the time Follower count does not it, matter. Follower count does not matter. Let, past yeah. affiliate. Once past you hit that 50s, yeah. it doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter, follower yeah. count does not dictate your clout. Follower count does not dictate your sponsorship potential. Follower count does not dictate who's going to play with you and who's not. Like, you are you. People are going to yep. vibe with you. People aren't going to vibe with you. You can sit in a room of 100 people. You're not going to like every single one, and not uh, and every single one isn't going to like you. Yeah. Right? That That is stream. That is streaming. That is collaborations. I, I use that word because there's really no other way to put it for people to really understand. Absolutely. I, I hate referring to, like, the podcast. I hate the word, too, but I completely get it. Yeah. yeah it's, like, it's, it's, it's very hard to use another vocabulary for it. Exactly. The podcast is not a collaboration. The podcast is not an interview, as some people like to call it as a joke. It's homies hanging out. That's literally it. And, yeah, I do my research, and I make it, you know, professional. It's because I pride myself in this. I pride myself in the podcast being one of the longest running I like this. things this is cool. from – my stream from from my community in general it's been going on over a year but only nine episodes are on uh pot or on spotify and youtube right now trust me the other 39 are slowly starting to be like hey where's my episode i'm like lost dead gone we could re-record it we got to run another but i never recorded them 39 oh, no. episodes were never recorded you didn't download the vods either Oh, no, Charlie's. But I'm also happy that I haven't. Yes, I would have loved to see the recorded progress of how this podcast has turned into what it is now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in a year from now, I want to see where it's at then, production value-wise, look-wise, stuff like that. And, you know, just the topics and going from one topic to another and stuff like that. But I can tell you this. You name a streamer that I know who's potentially been on the podcast. Let's say, sorry, I'm ashamed of that the podcast. Like, I, I was starstruck. Even though I've talked to him before, I, I've known him for months. That, to me, I let the star factor of the name outweigh the professionalism of the podcast. And it, I am ashamed of that one. It looked the same. I had roughly the same kind of style of notes. But it is not the same podcast, and it, I w honestly would have deleted it if it was uploaded just because of that. Now, that was a learning experience. I've also had other We've people on, that. like last week, Tilly Superdog, somebody that you have met recently. I love Tilly. Tilly's amazing, right? I was so happy with how that podcast turned out, but I also learned things just by re-listening to it. And it's going to be the same thing with this podcast and the same thing with podcasts a month from now, six months from now, a year from now. At the end of the day... And it all relates back to that number aspect we talked about and, you know, not focusing on it live, but focusing on it afterwards. God damn yeah. it. System back. Um, as long as you are able to grow from previous experiences with your stream and learn what you've done right, learn what you've done wrong, that's that's how you're going to become a successful streamer in our field. That's all that matters. It's not, it's not your follower count. It's, I mean, your viewer count will go as you improve and as you become a better streamer. That's just natural. That's how Twitch works. 
and then surrounding yourself with the right people. It's not networking. It's literally just being a part of a community that you vibe with and they vibe with you. And what I want to ask you is because we kind of talked about Hover already, so I'm going to jump to this before we jump back, is with you finding Hover and it allowing you to kind of fall right into the open arms of the circle that I've personally been a part of for like 18 months. Do you feel like, because you already kind of credited, sorry to bring in your stream to the next level, do you feel like Hover was that that next level for you? So it's a very interesting... Mama Tamago, I love you. Mama I'm Tamago's sorry. a legend. Right I love you. I love Mama Tamago. Um, Mama Tamago, I saw I got a DM from you. I'll respond to it right after this. But... <laughs> Um, I, anytime I have an unread DM from somebody, I have that habit. I don't know if anybody else does that. I always let them know, like, I yep. know I have a DM from you. I'm going to read it. I'm yep. not leaving you unread. I always do that. Um, but, um, it's interesting because I don't think that hover inherently as a platform took me to the next level. I don't think it was like TikTok, for example, yep. where I had a flood of like community members coming in from hover. I didn't, but it was one person who I met from hover that caused that flood. And it's a like circle in a community of people that is tightly knit through the platform um because it's very strange to me i don't think that like posting on hover i think if you just post on hover every day all the time you are not going to grow unless you know how to engage with the people who are commenting the people Agreed. who are liking what's important is engaging with the hover community not the platform and yep. that's what did take my stream to the next level i have no doubt in my mind i mean i if you look at my twitch tracker graph it is a straight line up yep from nts and this is what i wanted to talk to you about hover is nts you briefly talked about it with me, and you briefly mentioned it on stream before, but I want you to run us through what happened with NTS, because for people that don't know, you had a lot of production value in your submission, a lot more than most. Walk us through like the pre, during, and post of NTS for you. So I found NTS about two and a half weeks before submissions were due, maybe three, um, and I actually was in Rose's stream, um, fun fact about me, I watched every single uh, NTS audition for that season. Every All 9,000. one I watched through. So many of them were easy to skim through. Yeah. Um, so and it wasn't all 9,000 because it, I, it was before I started mine. So okay. I watched all of mine before I started. I probably spent realistically four to five hours a day for a week and a half um, just watching NTS auditions. Did you watch um, I watched mine? all the... It was great, Charlie. It's actually... Like, it's funny because I know so many people... When I have met so many people, I've been able to recognize them from their NTS audition because I was yeah. like, I watched yours. Yeah. Um, and I watched all the previous winners. I did some, oh man, I wish I, I need to find the doc. Um, I had probably 12 pages of notes from Rose's stream, from NTS, or from previous NTS auditions. I took it very seriously. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is genuinely, I saw seeing the pattern that all three or all four, except for one of the previous winners have gotten partner within a couple months afterwards. And it was only um, the first one that never did. Only the first one that never did. Yeah. Yep. I, I so love that like, stuff as well. I, I kind of saw like this is a ticket. Um, and it was a great community as well. So I just want to get involved. So I eventually decided or I eventually um, came out to the conclusion that I did want to enter this. Um, and the production value. So I did three days of filming with a film crew. Um, I had two friends from a from the film club at my school and then a mutual friend who's a cinematographer. Um, I bought three new lenses for my camera for it. I bought a drone for it, literally just for those drone shots. And we spent about three days filming. Um, and I was, I took it very, very seriously. My editor and I probably did 
30 hours of post literally before he even started editing of just work formatting the video templating it it was a huge oh, trial and error shit. process yeah because we had in total i think nine hours of footage to work through um and i was really proud with the end submission but i i took that very very seriously um yeah. and i've gotten the advice that i need to enter this season are from... you entering this season you know what this is fun <laughs> i will do this this is my official announcement for this next season of Hover's Next Top Streamer, I will be entering. Let's Not go! Not announced that Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will be entering. Dude, I can't fucking wait to see what you pull off because I know for a fact you're one-upping yourself. I don't what's know scary, what's do scary it. right now and the reason why I've been hesitating is I have no idea what I'm going to do. Really? Genuinely. I, I know what I'm going to do for the audition. The audition I'm not worried about. Yep. Um, but the, the thing I tell people, the audition is 10% of that competition. Yep. The live shows are everything. And I have absolutely no idea what I would do. Um, you, you I'm trying to figure it out. I got like plenty that, of time. That 30-minute section where you're being judged. And yep. then let's say you make it to top four. You have another 30 minutes. And you need to stand out. Like, you can't go over the top because it, then it just doesn't make sense. You have to be you, but you have to make it a special you. Yep. It, it's hard to describe, but if you guys have seen NTS, which for people that might not know what Hover and NTS is, Hover is a platform. I always call it the TikTok for Twitch clips um, because it honestly can help elevate a streamer to the next level. If, you know, they post really good clips or whatever, but it doesn't have to be gaming clips. It can be whatever. Um, but NTS is next top streamer. And as Shup mentioned, all the previous winners, but one have made Twitch partner within a couple months. We've mentioned a name previously Capri, uh, in the one that Shup auditioned for sadly didn't make a top 16. Uh, but the person that did win it, Nikki stones hit partner within a month. I think it was Nikki's so applied for partner. They're not partnered yet. Oh, I thought they, they were able to apply. Yeah, no, they're not they partnered yet. I mean, they're going to hit it. Yeah. We, we all know gonna get partnered. Gonna no, no, easy. Mind easy but nts if done correctly can elevate you to be that next top streamer in the circle of hover let alone pass that and the opportunity for even just minute exposure even if you don't make it in can be game changing if you catch people's eyes and this is Absolutely. what i want to talk about shop's audition caught not only my eye but the community's eye along with a bunch of other streamers and communities as well because i watched it all live yes i sent a little like what my channel trailer is i put that into nts because my buddy nixon uh, edited it for me and he sent it to me for free because he wanted to do it for his portfolio um and i loved it and then everybody in chat just like yeah upload it upload it upload it. what's the worst that's gonna happen you don't make it i'm like yeah you're right whatever so i'll upload it um but when I was watching the top 32 live, everybody in my chat, and myself included, were hooked on shups. And I'm not saying this to, like, boost your ego or anything. It's a genuine thing. You were the first streamer out of all of them that I went to, followed, and made sure to check out after. And I have it written down in my notebook still. Oh, of, that's funny. of streamers to check out after NTS. And you are literally the first name right there. <laughs> you are the first That's name. That's crazy. We have, Shop, we have Armin Astra. We had Maddie. We have Flex and Flora, Tallest, Carnage, and Magical uh, Magical Girl. Those seven oh, I love, I were the ones that caught me the most. Homies. A couple of them I already knew. 
Um, but those seven caught my eye right away, and I'm like, I need to check these people out after. Have I checked all of them out? Sadly, no, because I, I've been a shit person, and I feel like it's too late to check them out based on their NTS submission. I want to check them out naturally, this like, now. Um, but yeah, you were the first person I checked out. And then also, I don't even know if you realized, but above it, it says Shup Advice because you and I talked about my branding and shit like that when you pulled it up on stream. Oh, that's funny. I still have it written down because I took what you said seriously. Oh, that's so sweet. And speaking of that, I want to jump all the way back to the beginning of your stream when you didn't have the dragon as your logo. I want you to tell me about this branding. The OG. So there's... There's this app called Assembly. Um, it was basically a graphic design app. I think you can still get it on Apple devices, actually. I think on the iPads. I need to check. But it was basically a drag-and-drop shape app. But you could do cool things where you can make stickers, you can more things, you could reduce opacity. That app, to this day, remains one of my favorite applications ever. Um, it, it was strangely powerful. So I used it to make a bunch of things. And I made that. I have no idea what my inspiration was. I made that. Like and I, that's just, drops. like, so much of my brand. Like, my name, I have no idea where my name come from. I I was just like, that looks cool. I want to do that. Fair. Now, like... I'm actually, I'm still kind of proud of it. Surprisingly enough, like, that is a logo I could still see somewhere clean. else. It, it's genuinely just a clean logo. Does it have yeah. any meaning behind it? Absolutely the fuck not, probably. But it's, it's a nice logo. And sometimes yeah. that's what makes branding what it actually is. Absolutely. Right? And there are so many logos that we associate with their brands like why the fuck does nike have a check mark why the fuck is adidas three stripes that almost looks like a flower yeah like that has nothing we don't know to it's do just a clean logo name. it's just a yeah. clean logo like why is apple an apple that makes oh, no, no sense why is microsoft a window bro what the it makes fuck no sense. but like then there's some logos that are shit ninja's new one um that just call out your lurkers huh Call out your lurkers. No, I said ninja. I know. I was saying call out your lurkers. I, I don't have ninja as a lurker. <laughs> you don't know? Ninja's advice in oh, his master class to give everybody the advice really? to call out their lurkers. <laughs> yeah. You've not heard that joke. It's a great no, one. It's I mean, a great it works. One. I have the Pokemon on my BRB screen and shit. I can see who's lurking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my lurkers. Lurkers are the backbone of Twitch. I stand behind that. Completely. That's why true. I always make sure that I have two streams up that I'm lurking on while live. Because I know I can't talk to them, but I want to be able to count as a viewer, help them towards that partner average, or just help get more discoverability on them on the you know browsing page. I have something. Um, I have separate Google profiles set up, so you can set up different like Google profiles for Chrome. Yeah. Um, and I have I think ten or fifteen alts that I have. So whenever I want to lurk on streams, I just open up all like ten all of those uh alt uh Chrome applications, and then pull up uh, two to three streams each. Bro, I don't know if the lurking limit's two to three. Your poor RAM. My RAM's fine. That's why I have 64 gigs. I literally bought 64 gigs so I could do that. And that, I'm that's, not that's only in one PC. That's not in both. Yeah. Jesus. That's just in one. You rich bitch. Uh, <laughs> but oh, that's another interesting fact about my stream is everything except for my initial PC has been purchased with stream income. Every single thing. Be, like, you're also in a fortunate position. You don't really have to pay for a lot of bills right now, do you? I've been paying for myself for a lot of things for a yeah. long time. That, um, well, so clothes, you. for example, I buy. I yeah. buy a lot of my own food. Anytime I get food delivered, that's out of my own pocket. Yeah. Um, but I am lucky to say that, no, I don't have to pay rent with my housing right now. But I am moving out in January. Um, Congratulations. Utilities are paid for as well. 
But yeah, I try to be as self-sufficient as possible because yeah. that's just the way that I was personally raised and my yeah. goals. And that's like what my next step is, is moving out so I can pay my rent myself. Like furniture and stuff as well, I paid for. That's that's honestly um, incredible. And it's very like, I have a lot of respect for people that do that. And especially since you are at a younger age, like I have this, I have the stream of mature because you are mature based on your state. But for where you are at in your life, for what pretty much right out of high school if not still yeah. in it and you are self-sufficient going into you, senior year right now you are paying for yourself you are taking care of everything that you need to without your parents help it, it is definitely something that a lot of people can learn from and the, it's something that i respect as somebody who did move out at 16 to get out of a to get out of a toxic household i did the same thing um but like for me right now i split the rent with my parents i pay my phone bill i pay my own way the only thing that i'm fortunate enough that i don't have to really pay for but i offer to is groceries um but i'm always like you know you, do you need a hundred dollars for groceries do you need fifty dollars for groceries whatever the case may be like i'll fork it up but for me with streaming being my full time and it was for 20 months now it's still my full time but i have the part-time job on top of it if I was able to be in your position where I was still self-sufficient, but the big bills weren't there, I would also be doing the exact same thing. Stream income would go straight to upgrade, straight to content ideas, stuff like that. Um, but I'm happy. And I'm to changing that now. Um, I made that change actually after my Christmas subathon was when I implemented that. My, I used to have a little policy where anytime someone did exclamation point, don't know exclamation point sub, it said everything goes directly back into the stream. And while it technically still goes directly back to the stream because I need to live in order to be able to stream. Of course. Um, I did change that. And that's why this recent subathon, I set aside all of that money um, for my apartment rent because I I live in Metro Atlanta. Median rent here is $16.50 a month plus utilities. Um, I know that I have to save. My yep. stream is I'm not going, I'm going to have plenty of months where I don't even meet my rent, let alone yep. my rent plus all my other expenses. So that's why I'm setting aside as much money as I can in order to prepare for that. No, I, I completely understand that. And that's also what I'm afraid of and why I picked up the part-time job is because, yeah, as much as I've been able to hit rent pretty much every single month, but not every month, there's also the phone bill. There's also the subs that I have to people. There's also uh, the, the monthly things that I have that help stream run a little better and, and stuff like that that adds up to where half the time – you know, two hundred dollars of bills was going on a credit card, and now it's stacked up to where I'm honest about my money. Like I, I'm now, I was ten grand in debt. Now I'm nine grand in debt. Um, that I want to fix before TwitchCon. Now I'm not gonna say I'm gonna get rid of nine grand of debt in like three months, but more I want to be able to pay off one of the two credit cards that I have, to where TwitchCon isn't really as much as a financial burden as it could have been. Yeah. Right. And for me, I'm fortunate with my community and their generosity. I also have to be realistic with myself, and that's why I did pick up the part-time job after months of hesitation. Um, but do I regret it? Honestly, no. But it goes back to that mental health we talked about a little while ago. Is streaming is my escape. Streaming is something that helps me with my mental health. Uh, and now having to go from seven days a week, which nobody should ever do, by the way, and you've done it as well, to now like three to four days a week it's hurt me three is primo i'm learning that i've been watching people's streams yeb does three days a week capri does two days a week 
Fuck Capri. Fuck Capri. Um, but everybody does three days a week right yeah. now, and I think that it's prime time. Absolutely. I, I say three to four. Like, four is yeah. kind of a sweet spot as well. Anything past four, you're you're hurting yourself. I say that, and I'm doing five. I messed up my schedule. Call okay. me. I do seven. I mean, not anymore, yeah. but I was doing seven. Literally. Yeah. Right there with you, too. It, it was rough. Impossible. It yeah. was rough. Two days is also good, but I feel like with two days, you got to make it a jam-packed two days. Like yeah, you gotta make it something that where everybody's coming into those two days, because Absolutely. if somebody misses one stream, they miss fifty percent of the week. Yep. Right. But and I and I get all of that times as well. So for me, it's like I'm I'm still adjusting to it. It's been almost a month, but um, it is something to where I know I just gotta get used to it. But now with me having four days of not even having to go into work, but I worked for four days, I'm stuck catching up on everything. Thankfully, yep. after today's stream. All I really have is like an hour of work, we'll call it, you know, career work um, to catch up. And then after that, I'm good and I can actually continue to move forward again in until Sunday when I work again. And then Monday and then Wednesday and then it's, <laughs> it's SoryCon. And then it's SoryCon for a week. Oh, SoryCon. Oh, I'm so excited to see that. Bro, so I'm streaming during one part of it. I know Sorry's streaming a couple parts of it. I think a couple other people are streaming. I have one thing that I'm doing, which is basically I'm going to be streaming one of the dinners and any and all donations that come in through that stream are going to be the tip to the server at the end of, uh, at the end of the Oh, night. that's cool. Um, I owe it from Gotta the make sure you have a nice server, though. What, what oh, if the server's a douche? You if, can't tip a douche. If it is a douche, then no, it's not going to them. And I'm taking it all, and I'm just going to go to the next place that we're going to. If that's they're smart. nice, bah, get slapped with like smart. a $200, $300 tip kind of thing. I'm just afraid of like it be that. being blown the fuck up with like five or six, seven other communities. The juicers come in, and all of a sudden I got ten grand in my PayPal, and I can't really donate that straight from my bank account. So I have to ask for their PayPal and then donate them like <laughs> ten grand. And they're like, "What the fuck kind of cartel money is this?" But uh, <laughs> I'm excited for that. And overall, Storycon's gonna be amazing, but it's also gonna set me back like a week. Uh, so I'm trying to yeah. prep for that as much as possible. I got hover content lined up. I'm about to have TikTok and YouTube content lined up. Uh, and then other than that, just making sure that people don't forget about me. That's the number one fear well, of streamer, there. isn't it? Yeah, that's what happened to me during my subathon. I saw the most unprecedented drop in viewership I've ever experienced after my subathon. I was averaging between 50 and 65 prior to it. During the subathon, my average was 147. Came back. Last night, I averaged 23. <laughs> I'm sorry, huh? Yeah. 147? I had crazy raids. I, I know you did, but like, bro... I'm, I was I'm coughing in the fact that I'm fucking proud of you. Dude, it was the best week ever. I miss it so much. You had and that's what's honestly gotten me through. That's what's gotten me through the rough patches. Like anytime, you know, because this is the lowest my numbers have been since before NTS. Um, I have no idea why. I've spoken to people. Nobody knows why. But when I like really get down myself, I just remind myself of the fucking nine days that I had. Can I curse on this? Yeah. I've sworn the nine like days. times. Yeah, I don't know. I can never tell. Uh, I don't. I don't even register curse words anymore. But um, like the nine days that I had prior to that break and that drop was, it was a taste of exactly what I'm looking for, what I've been fighting for, what I've been working towards. Yeah. So even though I feel demotivated with my present state, I feel more motivated than ever to get to the state that I desire. You had wow, the taste of it. Hella, I just had a Nick moment. I don't know if Della's here, but that was a good moment. You had a like home that. moment. Oh no. Had a Nick moment. It's where I like how like just connect brain cells really quick to turn something negative positive. Something that's like my favorite thing to do. I love it when that happens. And for people that don't know, Shep, what's your first name? 
Nick. That's why it's named that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm uh, open about my real name. Yeah, just not my last name or my full first name. I'm not open about my name at all. Everybody knows my first name, my nickname, though. Yeah, the first name is your nickname. I mean, when yeah. you were on uh, my charity stream, that I mean, I briefly mentioned there, talking about the mental health, you're like, I'm Shup or Nick, whatever you want to call me. Um, that, to me, is as true as it comes when it comes to being open with your community. Like, yeah. my, my first name is in my About Me section. I really don't care if people know it. It, it's still weird when people call me Brandon in chat, like especially people that are trying to get really close. You know, that parasocial relationship is a thing. Um, but when my friends, like my IRL friends come into chat, and they're like, yo, Brandon. I'm like, yeah, what's up? It's because I can I could hear it in their voice, but through yeah. a message. Right. That's it, cool. I it, get it. It's so weird, though. But I see everybody in your chat, like call you Shup because you're known as Shup and Shup is just so I'm simple. changing my middle name to Shup. Once I turn 18, I'm changing. I'm getting my middle name legally changed to Shup because I want to go by Shup in the real world. I have no problem with it. It's I, I recognize it better, and I honestly think it's a cool name. It doesn't sound like a username. It just sounds like a unique name. And once again, for people that might just be tuning in, where did Shup come from? Nowhere. Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> so why are you putting it in your name? Because that's what everybody calls me. I mean, so here's 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 the thing I think about. Um... Also, when I go, when I when I move out, I'm just gonna make my real name public, and the reason why is that becomes public as you become yeah. a larger streamer. Yep. Capri, Jess, Tony, anybody is like it's it's not hard for people to find your name. No, so I'm gonna not. have that sense of genuineness with my community. Yeah. But um, the thing about Twitch, and this is what I've realized, this has been so so apparent with a lot of my friendships, like Lemon, Lydia, Della, Spicy, Dixie, just so many people. Luna, I literally was hanging out with Luna for so late last night. Luna, my sleep schedule. Um, my life has become this platform like entirely i have the closest friends the best friends the greatest group of people around me i could ever ask for through this platform before um before all of this happened um before i met up with lemon and lydia i had not hung out with another human being since august of last year it's almost a year of literal like zero contact with friends i mean i'd hung out with my parents my parents friends we've gone out to restaurants but like you never i didn't hang out, out with, with any friends. of my friends yeah Wow. I was on my own. And before NTS, I was completely on my own. Um, I don't fit in at my school. I haven't for a long time. I'm generally liked and I like the people there. Like it's one of those things where I, when I'm at school, I'm very sociable. I hang out with everybody, but I just don't engage with them outside of school. Yeah. Um, because I go to an inner city public school where realistically I would say sixty to eighty percent of my school's addicted to drugs. Um I believe it's a it. scary that, percentage. That, that, it's normal nowadays, as shitty as it sounds. And it's incredibly difficult for me to be surrounded by an environment like that. So I have always struggled to really connect with people out of just like, I don't want to connect with them. And it's not that I'm better or worse than them. I just can't relate to them. Yep. That's the issue. Um, and I really found that Twitch has opened up that world for me. I've been able to find people that I connect with. And this has become my entire life. And I know everybody's going to be calling me Shup for the rest of my goddamn life. I've met friends for life on this platform. I've known on my mind that so many people I have around me are going to be people I'm going to have for a very long time. So I'm like, might as well embrace it and make it so on my legal documents I can put that name. That's fucking... That, uh, it's honestly a great reason. I just never heard of somebody actually changing like their middle it's name. Good content. No, it's good it, content. It, it's great content. Like, I'm not going to go around and change my middle name to Trolley, though. I'm, I'm going to say that just because, I don't know. Trolley isn't a word that works. Shup is a word that works for a middle name. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's, that's why. Is it doesn't sound like a username. It just it sounds doesn't. like a very unique name. Yeah. And I it, like that. I, I love you, Nick Names. 
Fuck, man. I, I don't know. That leaves me speechless to think that your middle name is going to be fucking Shup soon. In less <laughs> than a year. And my first name's unique as is. I just put it in chat. It has a very weird spelling. Uh, my One of my best friends is spelled the same way. Yeah. Yep. And um, he's one of the ones that, like, he is actually the reason why I'm named Trolley. Oh, cool. Because my I, I talk about this from time to time. My old username used to be Epic underscore Troll 1210. Epic because back in, like, good 20, username. 2012, 2011, it was cool to troll. And I'm like, oh, I'm an Epic Troll. 1210 is my birthday, December 10th. Like, I'm open mm -hmm. about that. But he would always call me Trolley. And I'm like, you know what? After, like, five years, I switched it just to Trolley. Sadly, it was taken, so I added the Zeds um, because Zeds are cool. And S just looks weird at the end of Trolley. Um, and yeah, to this day, I'm still known as Trolleys or just Trolley. I like Trolley because everybody seems to call me fucking Trolley like a shopping cart or a street car. Yeah, I called you Trolley when I first met you and I asked you, did I get it right? And you said, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I literally don't give a fuck. You can call me Trolley, Trolley. You can call me an idiot. If someone calls me Shoop, I cry. I, I just die inside. I don't even get upset. I'm just like, how did you see that? People have That's called what you I Shoop? Oh Where's... my god. Sorry called me Shoop the first million times. Rose called me Shoop the first million times. Jess called me Shoop the first million times. Everybody calls me Shoop at first. Bro, I swear the check mark removes brain cells then. The check mark <laughs> removes brain cells. It's not it's not a push oop, it's a push up. That's what I always tell people. It's not a push up, it's a or it's a, not a push oop, it's a push up. Poor Jess. Poor Jess. God damn it. But she was the one who struggled with it the most. Every time I joined her chat for the first month, she was like, Shish. <laughs> Jess is a legend though like I wish I could actually be interactive in her streams more I lurk on her while I'm streaming but like I think I've maybe sent a total of 10 messages in her chat and I've been following for over six months like that's been the biggest just most eye-opening opportunity to me is if people don't know I started doing just chatting streams so I found Jess probably in December November of last year Within one week of seeing her streams, I bought a GoXLR 12 webcams, a Shure SM7B, and a standing desk. I knew that I wanted to do content like that for BB the rest Shop. of my life. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah, BB, BB Shop. BB Shop. Um, and she instantly just became an idol um, in my life, somebody who I just genuinely looked up to in all capacities. Um, and she's the reason why I am where I am today. I would not have gone, I would not have gotten Hover. I would not have entered this niche if it wasn't for her. Um, and the most eye-opening opportunities me the fact that i get to have one-on-one -on -one interactions with her often now um it switched from an idolized parasocial relationship of being a twitch viewer who's fanboying over their favorite streamer to a friend and a friend and yeah. that has been like that feels surreal to me because i just remember the amount of nights where i'd rave to my friends about how much i love jess and how much i look up to them and now the fact that i get to call her a friend is mind-blowing to me and i also get to work with her i don't know if you guys know hey everybody should join the twitch talk discord um, but she made a Twitch Talk Discord in order to help people with TikTok from Twitch. And I'm an admin in there, and I'm actually working on the new server format. Oh, shit. Um, so I've been able to work with her. It's post just a been, link. It's a beautiful experience. Yeah, I'll hold on. Post, post a link. Add it to it's your actually, link tree. Uh, it's a very good Discord. Like, very good. I'm more than happy to join something like that. Because it's one of the, the, best uh, place one of the things I want to talk about, because we're about the halfway point. Um, one of the things I want to talk about later is TikTok, because you, you briefly talked about kind of what you do on the side um and, and your success with it but before we get into all of that and more for people that watch the podcast you know that we have two segments during this first one being rapid fire questions i have 20 basically just answer them as honest as you want they're simple questions like one or the okay. other kind of thing it's just to get to know you a little bit if we want to build a conversation or if you have a story on why one is your answer feel free to go into it 
Uh, but it's just to get to know like your preferences, to have a little fun with it. Yeah. So we don't have to be talking about content creation the entire time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite day of the week? Saturday. What is your favorite city in America besides the ones that you've lived in? Besides the ones I've lived in? Ooh, that's a great question because I've been lucky enough to be able to travel to a lot, a lot of places. Um, probably. Why did you ask me such a hard question? <laughs> I always a mean I, one. Easy question. Boom. Difficult. Yeah. No, this is really hard. I, I oh, wait. No, I can't say Atlanta because I've lived here because I like Atlanta. Um, also, my encoder is going nuts right now. It's like, oh, encoding lag issue bullshit on OBS. <laughs> Every five Your stream looks good for me. It's not having any issues. Yeah, it drops um, like half a frame. It sucks. It's nothing. Probably San Diego. TwitchCon. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited because I've not been there since I was a baby, but I remember how much I loved it. I'm literally squeezing you to death at TwitchCon. Oh, I'm so excited. Favorite holiday. I'm so, so excited. Uh, it used to be Christmas, but now Christmas will... I don't know if this is like common in chat. I have really bad seasonal depression. Nasty seasonal depression. And Hi. as a result, Christmas, it doesn't give me PTSD. I don't like that word, but it, it, it brings back some really dark memories. Yeah, it gives you flashbacks. Um, so I would go summer solstice. People don't consider that a holiday, but it definitely is one. And that's my favorite. You, you I know, know that's the, weird. You know those moments where it's just like, you know, there's the cliche answers and then there's that one person that tries too hard to give a unique answer. I know. Answer. But hear me out. No, no, hear me out. Every summer solstice, except for this last one, I've always done something special. Whether it's going boating with my friends or we get up as soon as the sun rises and stay out until the sun sets, I've always done something cool for summer solstice. What? Because the... it's the longest day of the year. You got I was about to it. say, is summer solstice just the first day of summer? Yes, the longest day of the year. It's the first day of summer. So what did you do this year? I didn't do anything. Was, this, this year was this my was exception. This year? Oh, shit. I was sleeping. So what are you going to do for the winter solstice then? <laughs> winter solstice i just sleep and get depressed no you, you gotta do something for the winter solstice now if you didn't do it for summer yeah i can do something overnight that are short i'll go have sex because i can't last long that'll be short amen brother Take perfect that. uh first celebrity crush um emma watson so you're young enough to actually say that answer so it makes sense now, that was my, I mean, that was my first one. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, most people that I have on, say, like, the Pink Ranger from Power Rangers. Mm. Like, the original actor. Yeah, Harry Potter for me. Harry Potter was the shit when I was a kid. Uh, Low-key, by the way, side note, because this is, doesn't get edited out or anything. It looks like I'm literally getting follow-botted because of your community, and I fucking love you guys. I'm going to be saying I hello love that. and hi to each and every single one of you after oh, this podcast. Oh, those are all the friends. Those are all the friends. Mitch, I love you. Luna, there I love you. Contagious, go. I love you. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I don't know if you've read the podcast command thing, but you're more than happy to pull stuff out of chat at any moment. Like, okay. I, I just okay. had that command there saying, like, hey, guys, in chat, if you do any alerts or stuff like that, uh, most of it's not going to get recognized until after the podcast. Yeah, that's how we do it because we live record these for Spotify and YouTube just to make my job easier and to where I don't edit a single thing because I'm lazy as fuck. We're all there. Yeah, but if, you, if your name gets acknowledged, then understand that you are special, it, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. Uh, place you want to travel to the most currently? Can it be a place I've been to before? Yes. Italy. 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 Okay. Why Italy, though? Most beautiful place on earth. Best really? food. Some of the nicest people we've ever met. The best weather. The best wildlife. The air smells like honey. Everywhere. 
Tuscany is the most beautiful place on earth. Bro, look up Tuscany, Italy. You're telling me this like the greatest food on earth. I am a fan of Italian cuisine, and I know it's oh, like my God. here it's nothing compared to Italy, and nothing. I love it here. I will die in heaven if I ever go to Italy and have a plate of pasta. Like we oh. stayed in this little town in Tuscany where there was a guy, an old older gentleman, who every morning he would ride on his bike and deliver fresh pastries to every single house in the town. And it was every morning it was a different pastry. And it was just, it was a box, like a whole ass box of them. It was. I am going dream. to travel to Italy within the Tuscany next Tuscany is the most years. beautiful place. When I go, I I'm dragging Tuscany. you along. Yeah. Uh, cake Tuscany is the region, yeah. Cake or pie? Ooh. Your favorite this is of a hard each. one. Which one do you choose? Oh, oh, my favorite one of each. Um, My mom makes this really like light honey cake. It's made with honey and cream cheese, as weird as that sounds. And it's like a layered cake. So good. Um, and then blueberry pie. So which one do you choose? Oh, wait, I have to choose. Oh, Ooh. oh, I have to so choose I was saying, cake Between your favorite of each, which one are you choosing? Um, I'm going to go with cake. Okay. Pie is just too inconsistent. Fair. Favorite ice cream flavor? If I have to go with, like, my basic one, yep. it's strawberry. Like, you just okay. can't go wrong with strawberry. I fuck with strawberry. I fuck with strawberry. If I have to go with my weird one, um... I like white chocolate and dark cherry. I was about to say the whole podcast relies on this next answer. Yeah. Mint chocolate chip, yes or no? Um, as weird as it sounds, completely neutral. One of those things where I'm not going to pick it out, but if it's, if I'll have it over vanilla. That's okay. the best way to put it. I'll, I'll accept, have it over I vanilla. will accept that because basic vanilla is dog shit. Contagious. I've been to both. They're beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Um, have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. I need to remove that question. I don't know why I still have it after 40 fucking episodes. It's a great one. It is like a great it. one because I get to judge people because I do it too. Socks with slides. Socks with slides. Um, On a scale from 1 to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets? 10. Anybody said used 10 to be Used to be. Okay, because here's my whole predicament. Everybody tells their best friends everything. Yeah. Right? So you're Everybody tells their best friends so absolutely everything. That's why. That's so I, if you are a was, 10, you are lying. When I was, when I was, oh, I guess that's true. So I guess it's technically a nine. It's but a when nine. I was younger, it was like a six or seven because I would tell all my best friends everything. Yep. Nowadays, I tell my best friends a lot of things where like I wouldn't tell other people, but there's also plenty of things where it stays between. Oh, yeah. Like if someone says, keep this between us, it stays between yeah. us. Like no, if I those words are iterated, I my, my best friends don't even I know. I get that. It, it, but if there is a single secret that gets spilt to a best friend a spouse or whatever yeah so like you nine. know most people yeah. that are married it's just like yeah your secret's safe with me and the wife yeah that's it true ju it just makes it easier because yeah it's it true you have to talk about things as well and the only exception of that rule is if like there i will admit there are times where i've broken that rule to talk to best friends but i know everybody has done this yeah if it's something i'm struggling with yep someone tells you something that you battle it is within your right yep. to ask for advice and insight on it 100 like human psychology i agree uh big dogs or small dogs Big dogs. Atta boy. I like medium, but like if I had to choose a either big or small, big. Big. Uh, what is your favorite car or dream car right now? Um, BMW 3.0 CSL. I'm a huge car guy. Okay. It's a race car if you want to look it up. It's no, really cool. I, 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 I do believe I know what car that is. It's the uh, Batmobile is what it's called. Yep. Uh, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um... Sushi, because it's so diverse. You That's can get fair. so many different kinds of sushi. That's fair. I love sushi. Giving or getting presents? Giving, 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 giving. boy. I'm always one of those people. I give presents to everybody. Pizza. My favorite thing. Pizza or pasta, Mr. Italy?
pizza because I I will get tired of pasta. I won't get sick of pizza. I'm the opposite. I'll never get tired of pasta. Yeah. Never. Actually, no, that's hard. I feel like I won't get tired of pasta because there's so many different varieties. I'm actually going to change my answer. I'm going to go with pasta. There's too many varieties. And it was the kind of always the as same well. What. Yeah. Ooh. You can't. Yeah. Favorite video game series of all time? Halo. Ew. The first, no, it's the reason why it's first ever video game I ever played was Halo 4. First game I ever played. Halo 4? Yeah. You're a fucking Zoomer, bro. I wasn't allowed to play video games. I wasn't allowed to play video games. I played it when I was eight or nine. I mean, I played like Mario Kart and shit, but that was like the first game that I ever played and like actually delve in, I, dove into. I can't believe I can say this. I've been playing video games for longer than you've been born. That's iconic. Like and that. like, it, it makes sense if Sori says it or Rose because they're boomers, but like, I'm not a boomer, bro. <laughs> I'm not a boomer. I'm barely a 99. <laughs> and I've been playing video games for longer than you've been born. I hate this, man. I mean, technically, I've been playing video games since I was like three or four because I played on my Kindle Fire, like mobile games and stuff. But that was the first series I went into. I've been playing video games since I was four. We're five years apart, bro. Shit. I maybe I'll have to check if I played since I was Zoomer. three. Zoomer. Ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts. I feel the gray hairs growing in. At what age <laughs> do you want to retire? Twenty-five. Really? That is my goal. Like you want to be done streaming at twenty-five too? No, I, so what my definition of retirement is I'm a workaholic. I'm going to work until the day I die. Okay. But I'm going to stop working for income and work for enjoyment by the time I'm 25. That's my goal. Okay. Work for purely enjoyment. Like, I don't even have to look at my paychecks. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Honestly, that's how I want to be because I feel like I'll never actually stop working. Yeah. I, I couldn't stop working. What the fuck would I do with my life? Jerk I'm one of those off. people where I, I want to take a year and travel and relax. Yep. But, like, I can't be home and not be working. That's just not me. Yep. Uh, Ed, trust me, I can't wait for SoriCon because, like, when it was happening in September, my mind went from work to leisure, and it's it hasn't done that since. And, yep. I like, I've gone on weekend vacations. I went to a cottage for four days. My mind would not turn off. Like, I streamed during that time. I did the hot tub stream, which, you know, absolute beautiful perfection what it was on – um. <laughs> oh, that internet speed bro that was beautiful that uh, it was not even two megabyte a second upload <laughs> and 10 megabyte down it was so unstable there was only three clips from the stream i've saved all three of them but when i tell you the last one was three seconds out of sync audio wise i loved beautiful. it i loved it the video was before the audio which should never happen <laughs> like it should always be audios before video Yep. Because the audio looks That's how you know it's bad. Yep, it was fantastic. But I can't wait to do it again in August because we'll probably do it again. Um, Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. Anybody who says they like dark chocolate more is just a psychopath. Agreed. Like, dark chocolate's busting, but, like, why would you prefer it over milk chocolate? Agreed. LA or New York? Where would you rather live? Oh, live New York. Really? Explain. Oh, wait, no, live. Oh, I thought, oh, my God, I this thought you said visit. Live, not yeah. live. <laughs> no, 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 live LA because content opportunities. Are you shitting me? That's where all the homies are. I agree, but, like, minus the content, just for you, outside of content, where would you be Still more LA. living? Still LA. I respect it. Because some... New York, like, New York, I couldn't, in New York, I would love to live in, but I would always feel the need to escape. Yep. And I don't know if I would have the option to escape. So if I literally had to stay in one place for, like, a LA. year, it would be LA. As somebody who lives in Toronto, which I consider the A tier New York because New York is B tier because I've been to it. I agree. Yeah, LA. LA 100%. 
Uh, what's your favorite clothing brand currently? Oh, my Plug favorite clothing brand always stays the same. Acronym. Never heard of them. It's a techwear brand. I mean, you had the opportunity to plug your merch. Or you could have been like, I don't yeah, like my the, merch. the homies my merch. Is merch. Mid. The homies merch. You could have said something have like that. I don't have friends. I'm... Do we actually have friends here on, uh, on I streaming? So. I don't think so. I think but it's a lie. Della who? Della says she's no, my for friend, real. but never plays Fortnite with me. And it Della's screams at me. Yeah, Della's just fake, I'll be honest with you. But they're headless. It's okay. Yeah, they're headless. They're just a hole. On a scale from 1 to 10, how good are you at trivia? This is the final question. General knowledge, Mr. I go to school too much. Oh, general knowledge? Yeah. I would probably say 7 or 8. I shocked myself on Journey Stream. I won the trivia. The second winner ever. I didn't know how. And it's only because the amount of time I spent on YouTube. Genuinely, as a kid, my brain is filled with the most random junk. We, we need to do a proper one-on-one -on -one for trivia, but we're going to find out your knowledge at the end of this podcast because the last segment that we do is general knowledge trivia. I'm, I'm excited, excited to see yours because I think... Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do. I think you're going to set the record for the for the recorded episodes. Oh, really? Think? I, I think you will. It's out of 16. The record right now is 10, and it was set on the first episode. So I, I think that you will genuinely beat that. I don't know. I, I just have that feeling that you have that, like... Everybody says that they have weird knowledge facts. I feel like you actually do, though. Yeah. Like which, I really do. Which is weird. And yes, Stella, I, I'm I'm going to call you a hole. I'm sorry. Not Stella's a hole. Stella's a hole. A hole's a hole's a hole's a hole. I want to Almonds can kill you if you eat the fruit. Fun fact. Wait, what? Almonds come in a little fruit, yep. and that fruit can develop I eat, uh, cyanide really, really easily. So if it gets too ripe and during the manufacturing process and even a drop of juice gets on the almond, they can kill you. Yep. And uh, apple seeds also can kill you in a large Cyanide quantity. and cherry pits. It's yep. six cherry pits and 18 apple seeds. Yep. See? Weird facts. It's fun. I feel like you're going to do good on this trivia. It's going to be fun. Let's fast forward a little bit, though. I am. Crybaby. Because we, we kind of talked about Hover, and I do want to get back into that topic because that's the most relevant stuff for you right now because you're irrelevant before it. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, by the Valid. way. No, I wasn't relevant, to be honest. I want to talk about the three years of content creation, though. Nin or 2019 to 2021. You've done some funny and incredible stuff that a lot of us have also kind of gone through. But some of the more unique things that not many people do, you dressed up as a maid. You, you have played inside a trash Valorant can. Valorant was my peak. Valorant's the only content that I put out before NTS that I'm proud of. And you did really well with Valorant, but I want you to talk about, before we talk about 2022, I want you to talk about three of your favorite memories that you find yourself thinking about, let's say, like, weekly from your first three years of streaming. Like what First three years of streaming? Yeah, like, before NTS, before Hover, before our giant First Storm Warzone goes. tournament I ever won. Okay. There's an amazing clip of that. Uh, just a 10 out of 10 clip. I scream. I was freaking out. Um, That's a really good one. Oh, this is a weird one, but this is really funny. Um, when I was playing with my buddy Sylvonix, we were driving the ATVs yep. in Fortnite and flying them when you used to be able to fly them. Yep. And we got sniped with a heavy sniper and fell to the ground. As soon as he said, what if we got, as he was saying that the bullet impacted and we yep. fell and I was laughing so hard. I fell out of my chair and knocked my entire desk over. Um, I like wish that part was, was in your ground. video. I know. Um, I couldn't find the clip. Damn. Um, and that was one of my favorite moments ever. And then prior to that, um, Roblox Day is my first $1,000 dono. I will remember that moment for the rest of my life. You've had some weird donos. You got donated by Shup's testicles. 
Somebody yeah, sent that's, you hundred dollars. That was a great time. Somebody that's named Chair sent you a hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, when I was I was literally chat when I got my new camera, I was doing a test stream and Fitter donated me a hundred dollars. Um Fitter's a very interesting figure in my community. He's a guy who's played a absolutely critical role in the success of my stream. Um he allowed me to um, he set up my bots for me. He set up my Discord for me, and he has fourteen hundred gifted subs in my stream, close to a hundred thousand bits, and he's donated me a stupid amount of cash donations. Um, and all of it with the most pure intentions. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I was scared. I was intimidated for a long time. I was like, "Where's the catch? Where's the catch? Where's the catch?" Because you're also young. That's a very big part of it. And then this is also something, it's a pretty controversial hot take, but I really believe this. The majority of Twitch's whales have ulterior motives. Yep. There's no reason to throw that much money to people unless you have ulterior motives, but there definitely are exceptions. Like, Nair is the one, when I talk about exceptions, that is one that just soars to the top of my yep. brain. Nor I've spoken to that guy. He is, he does, he just donates to donate. There yep. is nothing else. Uh, I, um, I've been around the communities that Nair has been a massive part of, and to see him kind of, he was really only in, from what I saw, like three communities up to like a few months ago. And now I'm seeing him do the same thing from those three communities in like 20 communities. And I fucking love it because I, I've just, I've seen how it changes people's lives on Twitch. It changed my life. He's going to let me pay for my apartment next year. It's insane like, what he can do. And yeah. like. I'm a person that I, I don't get jealous of other people's success. I get envious of it, right? That's the best way to put it. Because the streamer, we can't control that emotion. Yeah, no, we can't. Like, it's not like I'm, it's not that I'm upset that you have this and I don't. Yeah. It's that I want to be there with you. Exactly. That's the best I, way to I, I put it. I won't even say like, I want to be there with you. It's more the fact of like, all right, I got to work to get there now. Yeah. A envious is my, like, envy is my motive. If that's yeah. like, that could sound weird or wrong to some people for me. I know what my intent is behind it. I see somebody succeeding. I saw your subathon. I'm like, all right, what do I got to do? Let's buckle down to figure out what I can do to potentially have that kind of success. Right? I I'm not looking at it as a, oh, you don't fucking deserve it. Because you do. You genuinely fucking do. You deserve tenfold, honestly. You should be partnered by now. But at the end of the day, I see what people do with like their big streams. And I'm like, okay. What did they do? Yeah. what can I learn from that? What can I carry into my own path? Because at the end of the day, I don't want to copy-paste anybody's ideas because that's just fucking wrong, even though that's Twitch meta half the time. Don't get me wrong. I don't do that either. Trolley Trivia is a copy-paste of Jeopardy, but we won't talk about that so I don't get copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, it's one of those things that I realized. Like, when people talk about like not streaming four to five days a week because it's too much... For me, I have a completely different dynamic where I can handle it, but my streams are four to five hours of prep. Uh, I spend probably $100 on each stream with costumes um, for the majority of them um, and setup and everything and plugins. And it's just like, I I only have so many ideas. And that's my constant yep. battle. That's something I'm going through all the time right now where I'm like, I'm at a creative block and I don't have ideas to keep on fulfilling these streams because these streams are so demanding. Because I'm my yeah. goal is to do something that no one's ever done before. Every goddamn stream. And as easy as that sounds, it's one of the hardest things to fucking do. And yeah. you, along with multiple other streamers, are experiencing that content block. 
um another there's person. something going on in the air on twitch right now i don't know what's going on i've never seen so many people quit so rapidly like you, you and i both know ham like ham all kid yep. ham chan he, he is somebody who i've known for a while he's considered my fucking dad on twitch self-proclaimed i don't know i love him ham's great i love the dude but like he's been very vocal about his like his content block for me i i don't feel like i'm at a block because i've also never been that person that I don't know. I've never had that same mentality of I want to do something that nobody's ever done before every single stream. Yeah. I'm the person that's just like, I want to do what I enjoy doing and the people will come. Right. That's but a great I, way to put it. I also have to put the energy, the motive, and the time and everything into making the stream proper. Because I'm not going to be a Warzone streamer sitting here like this. Yeah. For like five fucking hours and not talk to chat. No, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be entertaining. I want to talk to people. I, I just want to be able to have fun with the community that I am building. And if more people come in, great. I'm at a point where I'm not at a creative block. I'm at a streaming block. And it's more the fact of I know from being around Twitch for years, the different CCV blocks that people get into. Yeah. As you know and have experienced as well. And the one that I am in, I know is the hardest to get out of. The 30. The 25. 25, 30. 25, yeah. 30 is by far the hardest because you have your 0 to 3. You have 3 to 5. You have 5 to 10. 10 to 15. 15 to 25. That's kind of where it is. And then past 25, even past 30 for some cases, is when it goes like 30 to 50. And then 50 to like 80. Like, the gap gets very large at that point. And then it goes, like, 80 to kind of 100 and 100 to 150 and stuff like that. That's just kind of how Twitch's viewer blocks are. Yeah. I've been at the 25 for a few months. I know it. I acknowledge it. I'm still in the process of figuring out what I got to do different from the 5 to 10 block. I got to figure out what I'm going to do different from the 10 to 15 block, from the 15 to 25 block. You have block. to strategize. And that's literally it. And that's what streaming's about. And it all ties back to what we talked about previously. Paying attention to that that graph, that metric of, okay, what brought people in, what didn't? What turned people away? And I want to get your input in on this. Because as somebody who, you went from about a, correct me if I'm wrong, like a 10 to 15 viewer average up to, you, you doubled it in three months. 10. 10 like viewer single average. digits sometimes. You went, to... you went from that to now, let's say, like, 2530. You, you're yeah. at that 2530, but with, like, the subathon hitting 150 almost as a full average. That's actually where my anxiety, that's where my biggest anxiety came from, is I experienced such unprecedented growth that I always ask myself, where am I going to settle? Where am I going to settle? Where am I going to settle? And that was and... one of the things I wanted to ask you is you had this accelerated growth after years of being at the same spot. What mental hurdles did you experience with that? And you kind of just talked about one there. The biggest one that I've realized, and this is something that's definitely been hitting a little hard lately, is I started to internalize the size that I was at because people need to tell me that for my own good. I still viewed myself as a viewer streamer, which is not bad at all. Yeah. No. But when I, here's the best way to put it, when I joined people's streams and they were like, oh my God, shop, it's so crazy that you're here. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I never considered myself somebody who was well known or had an established a name for myself is the best way to put it. Yeah. And I started internalizing that and I started internalizing, you know, people when they see when I see a streamer that's between freaking 40 to 60 viewers, like that's huge. That's yeah. a huge streamer. 
And I started internalizing. I was like, okay, that's where I am. That's where I am. That's where I'm going to be. I can work with this and I need to. And then that drop happened. That yeah. was the biggest mental hurdle I've ever had is I started to internalize the place that I was at and accept it and learn to work with it and strategize for my plan going forward. Because there's, as you said, for each little section, there's different steps to accelerate your growth. Yep. You and I was like, oh, time. yeah. So I was like, okay, so my next step now was the 50 to 80. In my opinion, that's the one that really happens is 50 to 80. So I was like, okay, I'm ready for this. This is the partner push, like not partner push because pushing for partner stupid. But I was like, this is when I'm going to start really, really trying really hard to go for partner and make more widespread, wide scale content, less one-on-one -on -one interaction and chat and overall running more of a TV show. And then I had that drop and that 25 to 35 yep. viewer stretch is a very hard and very different one. So when I slipped back there, I was like, shit. Um, but it's been... <laughs> It's been, oh, sorry, it's that been was three a funny streams. way to put it. Just, oh, it's great. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been three streams, and I know I have plenty of time. Um, I think that this sounds very this is just true with Twitch. Raids. Yep. Um, I need raids to get back up there on that follower list. Um, because what in my opinion, the only explanation I can think of for what happened with the um with the subathon is so many people watched so much of me, I became people's routine. Yep. Like people literally told me I was part of their daily routine, and then that daily routine just ceased. Yep. And they kind of forgot about it for a week because they developed new routines. When you go from one routine to the other, it's very easy to forget the one you're first at. Yep. Um, so then coming back with my numbers just naturally being lower because I came back from a break, that's fine. Um, it's been very, very hard for people to be like, oh my God, Shep is back. Because I also got shadow banned on Twitter and my Discord is not as active as I want. So I know. I It's so funny because I literally have gone to like my friend's streams and they're like, oh, Shep, it's so good to see you. How's your break going? I'm like, I'm not, not on, on break. break. I'm back. Um, that's been really, really hard. That's been like the most mentally taxing thing that I've gone through with that growth stage, to be completely honest, was internalizing where I'm at and then having a pretty drastic shift. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up too, which I'm happy that you're open to talk about it, is the fact that you are a person that every single person that I have brought on has not had that kind of situation, Right. And it is very rare on Twitch, but it's also something that I've been very vocal on for your sake. Uh, this has been a long time coming of you've deserved more recognition than what you've been getting. Right. And, and sadly, it does come with the drop at one point. It's just like a partner push. Once people hit partner, their viewership drops like 30% because everybody's like, okay, we finished our goal. They, that person hit partner onto the next. It's the Twitch mentality. Right. And it, and it fucking sucks. Because it affects the people that are at our size, 25 viewer average, 30 viewer average, to figure out what we're going to do. And Twitch is an ever-changing industry to where the same thing that worked for somebody two weeks ago is not going to work for you this week. right? Yeah. And, and it's finding our own path. While, yes, we could have our hand kind of held and guided in the right direction by people who have made it, whatever the case may be. We're fortunate enough to be in a circle with many people who have made it quote unquote who continue to still thrive in the industry and are able to give us pieces of advice and people that we are able to call friends but at the end of the day their words and their guiding only does so much to where we got to do it ourselves and we got to figure out what the fuck is gonna make us push to that next level and this is why i always like make sure that I am surrounded by the right people. I've had people try to come in and sabotage my entire streaming career. I've had people try to use me for clout because of my size compared to them. And you saying that you kind of accepted the size that you were at pre-drop 
but even still now you're you're accepting the size that you're at of course it's not where you were but it's where you're going to get to and the thing is like that i realize is the people that i have right now the 30 um the thing about where i'm at right now is with my community like i'm so i'm gonna just roughly say 30 viewer average because yeah. i i also had a fortnite stream which is very different which is why it makes sense that my average is lower. Yep. So if I'm at a 30 viewer average, that is three times where I was before NTS. And that's actually, looking back on it, that's where I was right after NTS for a while. Yep. It was that 50 to 60 jump that happened right before the subathon for about a week and a half to two weeks. Yep. That was really good. Um. So I'm like kind of right where I was. And the thing is, I know I'm not going to slip any further because the people, It's this is the strangest feeling and the most beautiful feeling that I've ever had on this platform is every single person in my chat right now, 90, 98% of them, I know who they are. I talk to them off stream. They're my friends. My friends and I are just hanging out. And I know my friends are going to stick with me no matter what because I'm going to stick with them no matter what. Yep. Because it's not about content creation. Like, my, I know my streams for so many people are just hanging with a homie. Yep. Um. So I know my numbers are not going to slip any further. And the beautiful thing about where I'm at now that this opens up the door for me to experiment. I'm changing my stream schedule. I'm shifting more to YouTube and TikTok. And this is giving me that opportunity because I'm not worried to lose those six, that 30 new viewers that I have right now. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I get that. As somebody who, my my whole motive with streaming the community is, I want to distract you from the bullshit of life. Like I want to distract yeah. you from something that might be going on, whether it might be uh, schooling or other stuff. I don't want to mention based on your your current situation. Which, once again, my condolences and thank you for you know popping. Hey, all good. Here. Don't worry about it. Um. Like, stuff like that, that just stuff that you can't control in life that do affect your mood. I want to be able to distract you at least for a minute. Get a laugh yeah. out of you, right? Because if I feeling. can make you laugh while you're upset, I know I've done my job. If I can make one single person laugh during one of my streams, I've done my job for a stream. And I've learned that one. You've talked about your inspiration. One of mine is sorry. And, like, it's the same thing. I'm honored and I'm privileged to go from that I'm a streamer looking up to a streamer to... I genuinely feel like I could call him a friend. Like, I'm one of the few people who has his number. I can text him, and he'll text me back. Like, I, I can let him know about ideas that I have coming up. I can invite him on the stuff. Like, I, I am honored to be in that position, and it's still only the beginning for me, just like how it's only the beginning with you and with Jess and everything else that's going on with that, let alone other people. We are fortunate to be in our Twitch circle. So what I want to ask you... And it's perfectly fine if you don't have an answer for it. Is what are you planning to do next to get you back up to let's say that fifty viewer average that you got comfortable with? So I'm gonna keep up with the banger streams because I personally believe that the stream concepts that I have right now are scalable to where it doesn't matter what audience I'm at, they're gonna succeed and they're gonna implement growth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I need to get more ideas. So I need to figure out a way to relieve this creative block. I think the biggest thing I'm going to start doing is content calls with my friends. Um, I've done them before and they have gone swimmingly and I want to do them more where we literally sit there and think of ideas for each other. Yeah. And it works so goddamn well. Chak is somebody who I've done that with. Dell is someone incredible. who I've done that with. Lemon is someone who I've done that with. That is the most helpful thing and I need to get better at doing those. Um, you want to know something funny? Actually, uh, Chak is the next podcast guest. That's so funny. It, I love it, it's going to be my solo one when I come back because I owe that from the charity stream. And then it's Chak. I love Chak. Chak is like my fucking I bestie. I love his fucking content. He's, he's and primo. Him, him, him in general, like he's fucking great. I don't get to talk to him as much, but just watching his streams, it's always a vibe. I fucking love it. He's a very good dude. Very good. Um, 
So that's my plan with my personal streams. Um, and then I'm going to adapt more of community-based content. I'm doing morning streams where I'm going to sit on my balcony. I know that these are going to flop. I don't care because it's a new demographic. Um, and that's what I'm trying to break into. So I'm going to sit on my roof and play my ukulele and talk to chat while we drink coffee. Um, I think it's cozy as hell. Cozy streamer. You're Murdoch. Yeah. I'm literally Murdoch. <laughs> I steal everything. Murdoch steals so much things, so many things from me, though. So it's okay. Murdoch. Um, Murdoch. I'm kidding. I love Mur. Um, it was actually funny. He literally he texted me during the subathon. Um, because he texted me earlier, yo, and then he texted me yo in all caps during the subathon. I said I'm on a podcast to send him the link, and he said leave now, and I said why, and then he said I'm kidding, PP, and then I said I'll text you after, and he said I'm on Jack stream. <laughs> I don't understand that guy. I really don't. As somebody who's met him, he's the same way through texting as he is in real life. His well, brain is so sporadic, and I fucking love it. He's there, one of my best friends. There's one of the stories I could talk about where I I pretty much carried him to an Uber. <laughs> Because he was so fucking plastered. That's Murphy. That That's man knows Murphy. how to get jiggy with it. Yeah, it was it was amazing just being able to like basically hold his hand and guide him to his Uber. And he oh, wanted to so talk. Cute. He wanted to talk with everybody in the wrong part of Toronto at like two a.m. And I'm like, bro, oh, just you're innocent, but you're gonna get robbed if you keep talking. Oh, Mur. Oh, Mur. I love Mur. <laughs> um but my biggest plan is other platform content when i've done tiktok lives before i've been able to peak my viewership in the hundreds um with diverting traffic um very similar to how jess has and honestly like the thing about tiktok is like i realistically will probably want two to three percent of the audience that comes through to actually be members of my community because the majority are children the yep. majority are trolls it's yep. really bad hey but even two to three percent of a hundred is three viewers a day and that's huge. If I do three viewers a day and I do three streams a week, that's an average of nine viewers a week of growth. That's huge. Yep. Um, so that is my other plan. And then YouTube is a huge, 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 huge one. And honestly, I think Twitter is the most underrated tool for growth. Yep. Um, I have some really interesting content stra uh, strategies with Twitter. I just need to get on shadow bands before I start to implement them. That's no, been my biggest issue. You, you don't want to. You don't want to have your ideas go to waste. Exactly. I get that. So. Your main things right now are basically just to continue to do what you're doing while opening up the new opportunity of different demographics because you're at a point where you know you're not going to go lower. Yeah. And I know that as soon as I get back up to that 50 viewer mark, it's going to be. Whoosh, yeah. You're I just need to get back up there. Yeah. And I think the best way for me to get back there is through community games. That's the other thing. So that, that's probably, that actually that is the biggest change I'm making. Co-streaming. Having homies on, collaborations, I'm finally opening that door. I've had that door closed for myself for ages, but the subathon actually really opened up that to me because I was like, it just felt like hanging out with my friends. And it was it benefited both of us. And um, that's all I ever want these collaborations to feel like, whether it's podcasts, whether it's one series I do, Master Teaches Trolley, like whatever the case may be. I don't want it to feel like a content session. I want it to feel like just yep. hanging out with friends. And it's just homies and homies. It's homies and homies. Homies kissing homies. Absolutely. Literally so. what it is. That's a big thing. So I have quite a few things planned there. And I think that's really going to help take things to the next level. But I'm trying not to get too worked up because realistically, so I have two years to make this happen. Okay. I have to, I have two years to make this happen or else I have to go off to college. Um, really hope that doesn't happen. But two years is plenty of time. I mean, look at everything that's happened in the last two months. Yeah. Literally two months. Wow. Um, all of this it, has happened you, in the last two just, months. I you just realized that. It's been yeah. two months. When was NTS? Wasn't NTS April... It was like April or March, like late March, I think. 
I can't remember if it was eight March or it, like it's April. It's been three months for NTS. Three months. So I all of this so. has happened in three months. Yeah. The realization wow. hits, and it's like, holy fuck, this has actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Was... I see the smile poking through because you're like, holy shit. The reason why I'm smiling right now is I'm going through my Twitter analytics to try and find uh, when NTS was. I'm looking at March 2022 and it says top follower BVJS. <laughs> That's funny looking back on that. And now look where you are. Three yeah, months ago, homie. she was the top follower and you were fangirling and now she's a homie. Yeah. Twitch is a beautiful thing. I need, I think that the thing that we could all use more as streamers is perspective. I think if there's one resource, one thing for us to all work on as a collective unit, it's literally just resource i agree or not resources it's a perspective yeah like i i knew what you meant by that yeah but i i 100 get what you mean on that it's just you opening the door for content like content creation collaboration blah 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 all, all the bullshit just hanging out with the homies on stream you opening that door is something that i feel like is going to be a game changer to push you at least halfway to where you want to be like yeah that because you're at the 30 mark i feel like that's at least going to push you to the 40 like almost right away yeah and then the other 10 is going to be based on everything that you're going to normally do anyways because that's how it is like yeah we're, we we plateau at times but you're a person that's got a strong head on your shoulders and, and you have the drive to actually you know it's about driving power but you have the drive to actually act upon your ideas and that's something that not a lot of people can say. And it's something that I personally learn from, respect, and appreciate out of anybody that I see do it. Because I'm a person that does openly admit to the fact that I am lazy from time to time when it comes to acting upon those things. And it's something I just got to snap out of. Right? And one of the things I want to ask you, because you mentioned it near the beginning, is you grew up in the atmosphere of take care of yourself. Right? Be self-sufficient. Do you cater your mindset to your parents having you grow up that way? Or where do you think that that drive and that motive for what you care about came from? Um, I think it came... You know, that's hard. Because if you look at my brother, he and I are two drastically different people. Mm -hmm. He struggles with lack of drive. And I struggle from overdrive a lot mm -hmm. of the time. I burn myself out constantly. Um, So it's a little bit different. It's really hard to understand. I think that... It definitely came in part from my parents. But I would say realistically 20% my parents, 80% just the way my brain was made. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I, I can respect that. Yeah. I I as somebody who's done like straight commission cold calling sales, I feel like that's where my motivation was at an all-time high because my bills relied on me making those calls. Yeah. Right? And I, I won't say I've gotten comfortable at the position I'm at with streaming because I'm nowhere near comfortable. I, just like you, want to reach for a whole different level that I'm at right now and then continuously do that because streaming's a, ga a glass ceiling. But with me, I just feel like I've never experienced burnout 100%, but I feel like I've been at a constant state of minor burnout. That is that's what I tell people. As a streamer, that's the advice I always give. It's not about not being burnout. It's about learning how to live in burnout. Yep. Uh, that's literally just the truth and i feel like i i am now at that point where i just need to figure out okay what's gonna stop me from going further into that burnout what, what do i have to do to make sure that i don't lose momentum but rather gain it without 
you know, destroying myself mentally. And for me, it was my friends. Really, that's what made the difference. As somebody who I always want to be doing stuff with people, I'm that person that's afraid to reach out half the time. Like even just for it's even just offline. That's what actually really made the difference for me. Even offline, hanging out with people like Bella, Luna. Just all my friends. Those are just the two names I saw in chat yeah. earlier. Like my hanging out with my friends offline. I've said like my sleep schedule's been so bad. I was up till six a.m. last night playing Sea of Thieves with Luna. I got three hours of sleep last night because I had to wake up at nine o'clock for therapy. Literally running on three hours, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because as much as I hate admitting it, I love my friends with my whole heart. Like the adventures I went on with Luna last night are absolutely worth being sleep deprived the next day. And that's the thing about Twitch. That's what's been really refreshing to me. That's what's helped me. That's what's helped made me heal is. Just spending time with those that I love. I get that. And like for the gaming sessions in particular, because those are kind of like the easiest way to just hang out with friends. Because we're all gamers at the end of the day, for fuck's sakes. We we can't say we're not. For me, my only struggle, and it's something that I am working on, is the fact that everybody plays the games that I don't enjoy. And I play the games that nobody enjoys. Hmm. And it's rough. What games do you play? Fucking like Roller Champions. The only one that I play that everybody likes is Fortnite. But everybody's always got a squad. Oh my god, hit me up. I'm doing weekly squads. I'm doing squads once a week. You're literally welcome in any time. You are way too fucking kind. The one I thing I, I mentioned, you. The, the, the one game that sticks out that you've said is Sea of Thieves. I personally don't enjoy it. Really? Yeah. I, I, I get why people enjoy it. I've never been able to get into it. I don't know. Oh, we might need to take you on a maiden voice sometime. Maybe. We might need to take you on a maiden voice. Because it's all about the friends. That game is shit without the right group of people. Okay. Like, you need the right group of people. I, Luna I'm and I, like, you it. have to find ways to entertain yourself, and that's partially why it's so goddamn fun. I just sit there and play music behind whoever's driving about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just you know, that's, that's the beautiful. entire time. Like, Luna and I, yesterday, the amount of experiences we had, we, we were getting chased by this team, so we were going to drive off into the Red Sea and just dump all the loot there. Um, and they got Megalodon as soon as we were about to go into the Red Sea. We just were sitting on the like deck accepting our fate, and then just boom, the, the ship got, got there from behind. So we escaped them, but then we got Kraken immediately after. And then after, I mean, I'm not going to, that journey was the craziest thing ever. It was the craziest <laughs> night. And at the end of all of it, we get to the place to sell, and it says server shutting down in 15 minutes. So we had to sell everything in like seven minutes because we have a ritual where you burn the ship. You have to burn the ship and sit and watch it. So we drank and we burned the ship and we played um uh Made in Sorrow, I think is the song, like the really sad yeah. one together. And as soon as the song finished, the ship fully sank it, did the ding of it sinking, and the server shut down. And when the server shut down, it was a slow fade to black. So it was literally a movie. That's the beauty of Sea of Thieves, is it feels like you're in a movie. It was Holy the most beautiful shit. experience ever. You're you're gonna make me re-download the game, I swear to god. It's it, there's it. something else about it with the right group of friends. There's, also, I don't drink alcohol because in a video game, um, but a couple of drinks in you in that game, apparently, according to Einstein, makes you have a different level of fun. See, here's the thing. Y'all say a couple drinks. Most of the people that I see drink on Twitch are I won't say they're lightweights. A couple are lightweights, but a couple of just like a, a couple of beers makes you feel good. I need to go bankrupt to start feeling that. I need like five oh, really? or six. Because I'm just a heavyweight when it comes to alcohol. I don't know. It vodka. fucking sucks. Yeah, vodka sucks. Give me whiskey. Then get whiskey. I have whiskey, but I go through, like, if I'm doing drinking streams, I go through a bottle a week. Worth it sucks. It. No, my bank account says otherwise. <laughs> but one of the other games that everybody plays that I'm not into, that I want to get into, 
think you could take a guess. It's a shooter. Warzone? You, no, I'm into that. Ew. Uh, I'm a controller player. What's the one game I'm going to hate? Valorant. Yep. <laughs> Valorant's a rough game. I've never enjoyed Valorant for the game. I love Valorant for the fucking community. And as weird as that sounds, it's so toxic, but it is some of the best content ever is just interacting with randos. That is some of the best content I've ever made. I'm a person that's like, I I have def decent accuracy on a mouse. My movement is dog shit. My left hand act like I got no fingers. Like, that, I'm just smashing my keyboard to move. And I want to play Valorant. And there, there's Tilly screaming in chat, play Valorant! But so many people want me to play it. And I've played it a couple times. I think I have maybe five matches under my belt. I want to get I into was... it with friends. You need to do it with friends. So I, during my subathon, I was playing with Stevie. And I role-played as a cowboy Discord kitten. And she role-played as a cowgirl dommy mommy. And by the end of the game, we had two random teammates crouch walking in front of us the entire time that we were riding like horses while they were neighing and we were trying to knife people to death. It is something else, the experiences you have in that game. It was some of the most fun I've ever had. I, I literally just re-downloaded Valorant last night, too. It's 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 fun. It's it, it's a great game. And out of everything, my only problem is I never want to feel like I'm intruding on a friend group because there's so many people that I personally love to talk to, love to hang out with, love to play games with. But I always feel like, and this is because I got bullied throughout all of my school, and it, it, it as much as you hate it, it feels like PTSD to me. I feel like I am always the annoyance in the group, and it's yeah. what struggled to help me make new friends, and it's what struggled to help me almost maintain friendships that never actually go away. It's more the fact of, I always just had that irrational fear that I've been there. I completely understand that. That's, that's been more present in the switch circle. I realized I had an issue with that more than ever while during, during the switch circle, because I realized how much I was intimidated by others. Yeah. The thing I'll tell you is if people don't like you, they, it's their responsibility to tell you that's as weird as that sounds. That's something yeah, I no, realized. I like, I internalized where I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to intrude on this friend group because if they don't want me there, it's their responsibility to tell me if I think that they want me there. Yeah. Um, And I will say, like, Charlie's, you're one of the people, like, I'm not trying to gas you up, but, like, this, you're one of the people on this platform who I hear the most high things about all the time. Shut up. Um, I speak very highly about you. There's, like, every, I have literally never heard even the slightest negative comment about you. I'm going to cry, um, bro, because I'm already in an emotional state just talking about that because I've never really mentioned that bullying aspect. Dude, I appreciate you opening up, and I mean that. Like, you are very, very loved on this platform, and you're welcome in on my corner anytime. I tell people this. Like, I I don't know what the hell I learned this the other day, and I I need to make a Twitter post about it. I'm Go doing ahead. that tonight. Um, Wait, pre-shadow ban or during the shadow ban? During the shadow ban, I don't care. I'm going to pull myself out of it. Ooh. I got, I've gotten a couple comments where it's like people are like, oh, yeah, I didn't reach out to you because I didn't think you would want to join or I thought you'd be busy or I was intimidated. I'm like, like people think that I'm like better than them or whatever it may be to, that they don't invite me to things. And that actually is funny because I inherently feel bad. I'm like, damn, I wish I was there. Um, that's one of the things that I definitely struggled with. So I can understand that a little bit where I was like, you know, those people don't want to invite others because they don't want them to feel as though they th think they might be busy and i feel like that's an important thing for you to understand because that's gonna that should encourage you to reach out to others because that's a reoccurring pattern on this platform let me say no this. matter how big no matter how small you are people are so scared to reach out to invite others it's much better when people ask can i join yeah that's really uh, how you reach out 
I go through a once a month cycle where I book up the podcast and there's a reason why because it, during that once a month cycle I get the motivation to reach out to as many people that I genuinely yeah. want on the podcast. But if you told me to invite people on right now, I would feel nervous. There's always that I get that. It, it's one moment. It could be while I'm out and I'm like I need to schedule the podcast. Like it, I don't know what it is, but it just hits me like a truck. I need the book up next month. And I will send off, like, 15 fucking messages kind of thing. Not only to people that I want on the podcast, people that I've reached out to that, like, three months ago never really got back to me. I'm like, hey, just checking in. Don't know if you saw this first message because I know they get missed uh, and stuff like that. And, yeah, there's no's, but there's also yeses from amazing people like you. And I'm able to book up a month of the podcast in, like, three hours. And Yeah. It, it's a like, hyper productivity. It's something that opened my eyes when I booked up for July. The, like, I, I, I'm not afraid to say the guests or anything because it's not a secret. I used to keep the podcast guests a secret till the day of. But July, we have Chak, Merrill Wirtz, and Erect Dictator. Good people. And my, my solo podcast at the beginning. Um, Those are the three guests for July. And I'm like, I reached out to, I think, only five people. One Let's of which said is in the middle of a move at that time during July, and they're like, August is going to be better. One said, we'll book it for August because it's two people. And then the other three accepted within 30 minutes. And to to have people kind of accept something like the podcast where it's it's not on your stream, right? It's online getting to know you for my community. If you decide to bring your community over, great. But I never ask you to bring your community over. It's not for me to grow. My podcast yeah. is always for my community to get to know streamers that I genuinely enjoy streamers that I stand behind, streamers that I fucking adore. And to have the insane amount of people who have said yes to be on it, who have actually been on it, and, and who continue to like agree to be on it, 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 it blows my mind every single time. And I feel like you've experienced the same thing with not really having people pop up on your stream, but more just being able to have those conversations with people that you thought you never might be able to. And you, you've said now that you're at like a point where you just reach out. You say, fuck it. And it's their job to tell you no. Or like, no, I don't want you around. Or no, I don't want to hang out with you or anything like that. And that's something that I realized I lied. Oh. I don't reach out to people. Okay. Um, And this is the reason why the Twitter shadow ban actually has been getting to me. I realized on my Twitter what I do, I've never ever reached out to somebody saying, hey, do you want to be at this event? I post on Twitter where I'm like, I'm looking for people this event and I let people come to me because I realized I can't get over that anxiety. That exact anxiety you're describing it's when I've tried a battle and I hope I will get over it. But for now, I'm like, I need to stream with people. I can't get over this anxiety. So I need to figure out something else. Dude, um, and that's what I've done Twitter. is I post on Twitter. I don't know if you saw my Twitter today. I literally said I want to get back into GTA races. Who's down? Yeah. And my Twitter's been shadow banned. So so many of the homies who I know would be interested, but I'm just too nervous to reach out to are not seeing it. I'm like, and it, it hurts, bro. It hurts to just think about sometimes. And it's just like, oh, how do I get over it? And yeah. don't get me wrong, I used to be a massive fucking introvert, and the place that I'm at now with being able to almost be a social butterfly both on stream and just outside in real life, I fucking love the point that I'm at. I want I'm to continue a, to grow. It's so weird because Twitch changed that for me. I was always an extrovert with a really, really temperamental battery. Like, I could be extroverted for two hours, and then I was done for the day. Okay. Um, but during those two hours, I was super extroverted. Yep. The subathon changed that. I've become socially dependent. Dell and I sit on a Discord call 24-7. I, I saw a Discord call with so many of my friends 24-7. Ice, lemon, like, I need to be on a call with people at all times now. 
like i i'm just i there's like it's an itch that's the way to describe it or i'm like if i'm not if i'm just not coexisting with somebody we don't need to talk yeah there's like gaps of hours of silence as long but as i just you need just, to have somebody the there call. yeah i'm the same way with my friends irl it's just like i i always want to hang out with them i don't care as long as i am in the presence of my friends i am in such a better state of mind than solo yep. and you talking about being in the calls this is something i don't talk about at all you don't know how many times i check discords to see if people are in their general chats just i need to start doing that i need them. to hang out in mine right and i don't want to hang out in mine i would love to be able to hang out in others and i'm a yeah. part of like 150 discord servers like a way too many and I, I i know i follow way too many people i follow like 1200 on go to chax go to chax chax has an amazing one capri has an amazing one yeah chax is every night but here's There's the thing there. when i see a bunch of people in it i feel like the intrusion and it goes back yeah. to what i talked about it's like i could see six seven people chatting having fun playing rav valheim rust whatever i see them playing it i don't want to hop in because i feel intimidated in the fact that i'm going to ruin the fun and it's such an irrational thought that always pops in my head that stops me from clicking that channel. This, not, this is something that might be able to help you. I've realized this. Nobody is ever going to get upset at someone's presence. Read the room. That's what I always do. You can tell when someone, like, as long as you don't intrude in conversations, yeah. and you're you're never intrude on conversations. It's so rare. You can tell when you can tell when someone's being rude. Like I've learned with all of those calls, people's presences are always appreciated. Actually. Literally just being there in the call, interjecting every once in a while in the conversations or like getting involved in the conversation. No one ever gets upset at that. And I say that as somebody who sits in those calls. I'm in those calls all the fucking time. And as long as people are like being understanding and respective of each other and everything. What the hell is that? Huh? I just got a card. I just got a charge on my card from PP Merchant. <laughs> I What is PP Merchant? <laughs> That's a great way to break the seriousness that we were just having. PP Merchant. Okay, PP Merchant. Um, what are uh, you paying for? As long as I don't know. Apparently, PP Merchant. Fifteen dollars too. It wasn't cheap. That's a Pornhub um, subscription. Yeah, no, that's what it sounds like. Damn. Who's using my card? <laughs> um, but as long as I, as long as I like people that are being respectful, there's never someone not appreciated. And you will not be. I can tell you trolleys right now. This will help you with your anxiety. You could not be disrespectful. I know you so well. You could not be disrespectful in those you calls. Don't know me at all, mother. I do know you. Rar. I'm Rar. A demon. I'm a whole Della. <laughs> See, I don't have mine routed to my mic, but I also have the air horn on my stream deck. <laughs> all right. Enough of this sappy, serious bullshit. Let's end on a good note. It's a good conversation. Let's do I, this. I, I honestly love these conversations, but for people listening on Spotify and YouTube, I know they listen to hear the real part of the streamers. Um, At the end of the day, I always, I always tell people that I reach out to, which, by the way, big shout-out to a few of your mods who reached out to me and, you know, gave me some stories to talk about. If I didn't use your story, I do apologize. I kind of just made, like, a little script, but that's also why I knew a couple things. You know, I didn't even talk about the fact that your uh, your old channel used to be called... Where is it? I had it. I had it. I had it. Fuck. Uh, Vander Gamers. How the hell did you know that? See, I like, that. Oh, that's uh, from the Minecraft video. The uh, Minecraft video, I said, hey, Vander Gamers. Oh, uh, but you think I've seen the Minecraft video. It's been private. All your videos oh, are private. True. I just made you scared at the beginning thinking that they weren't. It was funny. But at the end of the day, 
big shout out to your mods, big shout out to your community because the people that you have surrounding you are as real as they come. Like some of them or most of them just know you through streaming so they don't have personal stories and that's why I made this podcast more content creation related because you have an incredible story. But not only that, you're just one of the most genuine people on Twitch. And I say that to a lot of people, but it's because I surround myself with the right people. I've seen dickheads. I've seen users, abusers, and people that just want to prey on other people's downfall. And those will never be people that I see on the podcast. The people that are on here are the ones that I stand behind, the ones that I vouch for, the ones that I literally can't wait to meet at fucking TwitchCon. Let's go, baby. Oh, I'm shaking my titties right now. Look, I'm shaking them for you. See that? There you go. Oh, I mean, by the way, you've gone through one of the best glow-ups on Twitch because you've gone from this to this. I've had a good glow-up. To this. Oh, my God. You found my old gym progress fix. <laughs> Dude, that was ages ago. That was when I first started. Yeah. Like Oh, the good old days. The good old days. You've literally gone from a prepubescent fucking teenager. Actually, no, this was 11 years old, I believe, to a chiseled Greek god. <laughs> look at this dude i need to take updated progress because <laughs> that was six months in but like i want you to talk about because we've talked about what's next i want you to just reminisce what is your favorite streaming memory to date subathon uh the sleepover just no karaoke that entire night that karaoke night was everything um, just singing our fucking brains out with our friends, um, forgetting everything that had happened, all the stress that I had been going through, and just purely enjoying the company of the people who I love most. Um, that night was everything. Even though it wasn't the most successful night financially for the subathon or view-wise, I remember I've never vibed out so hard. Do you want to set one of those things up again? Because yes. I knew your memory was going to be based on the subathon. Are you planning on doing another one, let's say, for Twitch Partner? Oh, yeah. So I'm doing a... Uh, I think I'm going to do a seven-day starting... A seven-day set stream at the end of the summer. And it's going to be a charity subathon. And the way... It's called an anti-subathon charity subathon. That's the title. Where I'd say every uh, sub or dollar donated during that charity stream goes towards removing time from a 200-hour starting time subathon that I'm doing over Christmas. So they remove time for a future subathon by donating to charity. I know, genius. You're gonna remove time from a subathon with a subathon for charity. Because people want me to take care of myself, and people are gonna kill me if I do a 200-hour subathon over Christmas instead of spending time that's, with my family. That's the reason, right there. Yep. I was like, "Where's the punchline to this?" I'm yeah, just thinking. Don't, I'm just I, like, I will literally be doing it over Christmas Day. I'm not kidding. I I I never did a summer during Christmas Day, but I have streamed during Christmas multiple times. Yep. I, I can smart. understand it. I can understand it. Also, I love how you got told to hydrate. Uh, I said before this podcast even started, you were supposed to choose my gamer subs flavor, and I never asked you to. So you're gonna make that at the end of the stream. But okay. Yeah. To reminisce on that beautiful memory, it's been amazing to talk podcast. to. Oh. Huh? We're not editing this out, ladies and gentlemen. He's talking to Papa, I think, or Mama, or somebody. Yeah, my mom. My mom. I mean, I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I did even have a story where uh, your dad's first time appearing on your stream literally said, "I like your cut, G," to your microphone. Yeah, and that was a viral video. That's that was funny. funny as fuck. Almost a million views. Yep. Like that's insane. But. 
There's so many more stories that we could talk about. If anybody wants to learn anything more, go to Shub's channel. Ask him. He's an open book. Or just DM him. I don't know. Bug him. Just literally send him DMs of him, his face as a golf ball. He spammed me with 15 messages earlier, which is a meow. And then, yep. like, Della smells or something like that. I think so, yeah. I think that was exactly it. I think it was Della smells, sandwich, Yep. But let's get into trivia. I talked let's about it. You're excited for it. I have 15 questions, one with a bonus point to it. Uh, the bonus point, along with the two main questions, are based on your interests, uh, based on stuff that I kind of, like, know slash figured out about you. The other ones are pretty standard. There are a couple rules to it. I take the first answer that you say confidently. You say, I don't know if it's this or this. I won't take it. But if you say it's this, I'm taking it. Can't change it. Is nope. it multiple choice? Nope. There's no passing. Oh. There's no skipping oh. a question. You have to answer the question whether you know the answer or not. And multiple choice is easy for me. Chat okay, can't help you. Emote only. Okay, hold on. Oh, emote only. Okay, perfect. And so, yeah, you don't have to close it. My mods and VIPs know not to help you. Uh, but yeah, your, your goal is to set the record on recorded episodes. Tilly got a six. I really hope you beat that. Uh, the lowest goal or lowest score was set by lost pool boy out of five. Is it as soon as you get one more wrong, you're done? Nope. No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. You, okay, you got okay. all the questions. So we're going to be stupid, dude. Pool boy is kind of, uh, okay. yeah. he, he smells. Ooh, pool boy. I love pool boy. He smells right. like a fish. Is... Are you ready? Yeah. What sport did the Harlem Globetrotters play? Did the what? Harlem Globetrotters. Why do I know this? Basketball? What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? Home Alone. What does the term GPU stand for? Graphics processing unit. Which painter is known for cutting off his own ear? Casso. How many balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? You're not the first person to do this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten. Which animal breathes out of its butt? Insects don't count. I know count. this. Insects don't count. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know this. This one I can think. How do I not know this? Because I know this. As soon as you said this, the animal came in my brain. No, not the music. Wait, I shouldn't be playing that music because of tomorrow. Trolley trivia. Oh, uh, you said uh, insects don't count. Yeah. Which animal breathes out of its butt? In sea, uh, sea worms. Sea worms breathe out of their butt. Uh, what is a perfect score in a game of ten pin bowling? Ooh, I have no idea. So I'm gonna go with sixty nine. What is James Bond's preferred drink of choice? Oh my god, I know this. Oh my god, I literally just watched. I literally just watched it. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I hate you for this because I loved Bond. There's when one! I was a kid. There's one! I told you. I hate you. I hate you. I said Trump was gonna say I hate you three times during the I'm gonna say Scotch. Uh, blah, 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 blah. if you were born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? Uh, Capricorn. In what book series does Neville Longbottom appear? Neville, uh, Harry Potter. What is the first element on the periodic table? Oh, I, no. 
Hydrogen. Uh, when was the first iPhone released? What year? I'll give it to you within one. Bitch. Corvette, Corvette. I was, I was, I was a baby, kind of. 2007. What was the nickname for the Purple Cube in Fortnite? And a bonus point if you could say what Kevin. location it rolled into. Kevin and Paradise Palms. What's the old name for TikTok? Musically. Can you spell it? M-U-S-I-C-A dot L-L-Y. Where can people go to find your Twitch? Twitch.tv slash up. You're going to hate yourself. What? I think you got nine. I hate it here. Uh, but I'm going to go one by one. First, take it out of a mode only because uh, Debbie seems like she's been crying at your answers. Uh, which sport did the Home Globetrotters play? Basketball. Correct. Okay. What is the highest grossing holiday movie of all time? Home Alone. Graphics processing unit for a GPU. You are on a roll. Justin, I don't think you beat Shup. Uh, which painter is known for cutting off his own year? It's Van Gogh. It's not Picasso. It's one of the four that you think of. Oh, wow. It's Van Gogh. Wait, hold on. Scream. I, 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 just, I, see, I see a person in my vision. It's Van Gogh. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That's disappointing because my mom's an artist. How many balls are on a pool table at the start of a game? It's 16. Oh, that's my, that was my original answer. Seven stripes, seven solid, eight ball, and cue ball. Oh, the you two starting as well. I wouldn't have gotten that. No. Uh, which animal breathes out of its butt? It's actually a turtle. I, was I shit you not. I swear to God, the first thing that came to my brain was turtle. And you didn't say it. But it's new one breathes out of its butt too because it eats, drinks, and breathes out of its butt, and it's a vertebrae. But it does everything out of its butt. A turtle but only breathes out of its butt and shits out its mouth. I should get that one. I should get that no. one. No. I'll argue that one. You could argue it, but uh-uh. Was well, a perfect score in a game of 10 pin bowling. It's 300. Okay. That uh, one I never would have gotten. What does James Bond prefer drink of choice? It's martini, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> Remember I said you're going to hate yourself? You're about to do a Deller slam just on your keyboard. Yep. Oh, shit. I'm breaking stuff. I can't believe the turtle one. That's so If funny. you were born on Christmas Day, what is your star sign? You got Capricorn. Now you start to go on a little bit of a roll. What book series is uh, Neville Longbottom apart? Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter. What was the first element on the periodic table? Hydrogen. You are the first person to ever get the year correct for the iPhone question. It's 2007. Holy shit. Get shit on, nerds. What is the nickname for the Purple Cube in Fortnite? Kevin. You rolled into Loot Lake. But he rolled, in, he rolled around the entire map. Well, I quit into when he rolled into Loot Lake. Okay, into. Man, I, I, if I thought about that, I would have known because I remember the floating island at the end. Yep. That sucks. Uh, what is the old name for TikTok? Musically, you got it, but you didn't spell it right. It was one L, not two L's. No, there's two L's. It's oh, musical dot really? L-Y. You oh. said dot L-L-Y. So I don't know if oh. I give it to you. Because I mean, you got, I got the answer right, but I did I one spell right. I would say that should be a bonus point. Because a lot of people are not even going to know original TikTok. That is true. We're getting rated. At the end of a podcast, when I got my alerts off, everybody stick around for the raid. It's going to be in the podcast. JJ, thank you for the raid. Former podcast guest himself. Uh, I will be acknowledging everybody here in just a minute because we're wrapping up the podcast. I'll give you the musically point. Where can people go to find your Twitch? So I tied. You tied the record. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, just... I'm really I'm really upset about the martini one because I literally watched him shove a martini glass in a dude's eye earlier today. I also love or, the fact that Justin was confident that he beat you and Justin had an eight. Oh, Justin. Oh, Justin.
Oh, Justin. It's Justin. Oh, Justin. Tilly, I'm sorry. Tilly got a six. Love you, Tilly. Tilly, we need to play games together, and you need to play Fortnite. I don't care what yep, you say. Tilly, I know you, you only want to play Valorant, but you have to play Fortnite. Yep, Tilly, you got to play Fortnite. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to conclude the Troll Talk Podcast. Episode 9 with Shup. Shup, you've been a legend. I don't know what the fuck you're eating. but Pasta, baby. That's your bussin'. There you mm. go. Uh, you've been amazing on the podcast. Uh, is there anything that you want to let our communities know? What's going on with you? What we can expect from you coming up? And any plans you have coming up in the near future? Um, I will be playing Fortnite with Tilly's Super Dog in the next two weeks. Unfollow Caprice on Poppy. Um, I actually have some pretty big things planned for next week. Um, I will be having a new merchandise line drop. Um, I am going to be releasing my new TikTok, and we're going to twice a week upload schedule on YouTube, all starting next week. So next week is going to be a very big week, along with the announcement of my new schedule and the unveil of my roof streaming setup. A lot of big things next week. Um, so if you guys want to see any of that, feel free to follow me. If not, no big deal. I understand after all the bullshit you heard tonight, I can't blame you for not wanting to follow. Um, but thank you guys so much. Trolleys, thank you so much for having me on, man. This has been an absolute honor and just a fantastic way to spend a Thursday night. Um, I genuinely had an absolute blast, and I can't wait to do another one of these to check in when we're both at partner. I'm going to hold you to that because it will no. never happen because you'll hit partner and forget about me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's obviously going to happen. Not enough clout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, hey, it's a real thing. No, <laughs> we know people that are like that, but no, it's, I'm not. You, you won't be. You're, you're one. Like I said, you're as real. I as stick around. You'll, you'll yeah, stick I around. That. I hope at least. I mean, I'll, I'll see I you in my chat once a month. Yep, once a month. I mean, it'll be more than. Capri. When do you stream? I can never find you, homie. It used to what? be every day. <laughs> no, what time? Seven p.m. Eastern. That's why I start at seven thirty. I know we stream at the yeah. same time. It's rough. It's like, rough because ah, my, my, my prime networking time or not networking. I'm my lurker time is from when I wake up. So around 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'm always in people's streams. I will be adding day streams because of my work schedule. Just because okay, I can I, be there. Because like they have me work 5 to 930. That completely ruins a night stream. I'm like, fuck it. We're just going to stream like early midday. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't know. I, I don't care. I want to get back to streaming like five days a week because I'm comfortable with my job now. It doesn't hurt. It's not mentally draining. It's a sales job. It's retail sales. It's not hard. Yeah. But, Shup, it's been amazing to talk to you. You go get some it's sleep. It's been amazing you got to talk to me for all this. I'm getting, my mom just walked in and said, I'm getting you up at 4.15. I'm like, you need to go to sleep. We're going to play some Fortnite. 4.15 is when after. I've been going to bed. And go to sleep. I know. I've been, I went to bed at 6 a.m. Oh, my God. I'm going to, I have to wake up two hours earlier than when I went to bed last night. So you're going to go to sleep? Right. Well, this no, I'm I'm gonna go play video games like a degenerate and pull an all nighter. Um, trolleys, you legend. Listen, man, Shoot. thank you so much again. Um, is that we're ending this? I hate you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's been the Troll Talk Podcast. I will catch y'all not next week if you are listening on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, July 9th is the next or July 9th. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. This is at the end of the podcast. When, when do I have my solo booked for? Uh, July 7th is the next recording on Twitch, so make sure to be there. That is a solo podcast based on viewer questions. Where uh, Even though it's solo, I might just have other people like interview me uh, because that's what it's going to be all about because a lot of people have been asking it. And fun fact, that is actually going to be the 50th official episode of the podcast. That was not planned. Literally episode 50 between recorded and not recorded. But I will see you all then. This has been the Troll Talk Podcast, and I'll talk to you all in a couple weeks. Bye!
Thank you guys. Bye. Oh, I didn't click it.